Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Sustained effort and violence. No, please. No, please. Everyone be quiet. Was that supposed to be funny? I got a little taco meat on my chest. Cool. Neat story. I want to shake his hand. 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 Family. Let's get to pumping. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty, welcome in to a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios on a hot one in eastern North Carolina. We are on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in washington we're on 1250 9 30 you can find us online pr927fm.com and watch the show on facebook live and on youtube make sure you like pirate radio on facebook as we've got a ton of news and notes that go up on that page every single day same goes for all of our social media accounts like and uh, subscribe to pirate radio tv on youtube for all of our videos we're on the gram we're on the twitter machine we are if it's there we're on it i think uh chandler set us up on tinder i believe so uh you can connect to pirate radio there we're everywhere is that true let's welcome in chandler hey chandler what's up buddy yeah i wasn't going to talk until you introduced me are you trying to hook up with other radio stations yeah (laughs) maybe good luck maybe what is your interest what are your uh what would you put on your dating profile Here's a good way to start the show. Um, what would be on Chandler's dating profile? Uh, uh, have a good sense of humor. His name is not Davis. My name is not Davis. <laughs> Chandler, not Davis. Honeycutt. Don't call me Davis. So have a good sense of humor. Line one. I think that's very important. Yeah. And uh, laugh at my jokes always. You're telling people to do that? You're yeah. telling your prospective female... She must. Oh, what was Chandler saying sexist yesterday? What? I don't recall. Of course you don't recall. What did I say sexist? (laughs) And let's not start the show by painting me as a sexist. Sexist. I like how you say sexist. Sexist. It was something about. uh, I'm not a sexist. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a sexist. Once again, the inside jokes. <laughs> All right, Michael Jackson. Do you remember it? I, it was something that Bryce said, and you said, well, that's why you're single. Yeah. And Bryce is getting married, but yeah. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, it had to do, and then he got the sandwiches and all kinds of stuff. I was, no, I was saying what Bryce would have said. I wasn't saying what I would say. Uh, okay, I got lost in translation. Yes. Okay. Come on, guys. Chandler's uh, wife would ask. This is how we're starting the show. Chandler's wife would ask, is a hot dog a sandwich? And you'd say, no, but you better go make me a sandwich. True or false? No, I would not say that. Good, you passed the test. I would put that on Tinder, too. But see, now, the way y'all did this, all right, Clips is sexist. Now, how am I a sexist? Exactly. I, you said what I would have said. Oh, okay. I, see what I said see, what and, Bryce and would have said. This is a good lesson out there. You got to know the context, know who's saying what and yeah. why they are saying it. Yeah. Chandler, welcome to the show. Thank you, buddy. 
Uh, CJ Schaefer is here, Shirley Rhodes here as well, and coming up uh, a little bit later on in hour one, we will talk to Eric Ward. Did you know that there are two conference championships going on in Greenville? You got the lacrosse championship in the American, and also the softball championship is going to be played here in Greenville. Year one of the Wink, Shane Winkler, and you just hope that uh, once he builds the program here, we can get it back here. Who knows? Maybe they could pull an upset this year. But we'll talk about those events, and uh, you can check those out for free coming up. So we'll give you all the details on those with Eric Ward coming up in hour number one. Also in hour one, the voice Jeff Charles will join us live from Michigan, and we'll talk about what's going on in the world of sports with Jeff Charles. Mully joins us in the 4 o'clock hour. As will Scott Rogers, Scooter. We'll uh, talk some baseball as they get ready to make the trip to Memphis. And we'll talk about the big sweep over Cincinnati and what lies ahead for this ECU baseball team. Is Austin Rod- How do you call him out? Wow. Nobody's seeing this, but that is one of the worst call. Uh, he was clearly safe. We saw it live. Now we get the benefit of replay. The ball's nowhere close to the glove. Anyway, Stephen Igo joins us at 5 o'clock. Make sure you tune in for that because we got a new ditty that we cooked up earlier today. (laughs) it's good. To welcome Stephen Igo onto the show, a little song to bring him on. So that's going to be fun at 5 o'clock. And that's the show. Thoughts? That's it. All right. We'll see you on Thursday. (laughs) So we've done away with the homeless dressing blonde kid music. Oh, yeah. You haven't played that in a while, have you? No, that I was, forgot about that. What was that a line from Boneyard? Mm, I believe so. Somebody yes. called Stephen Igo the homeless dressing blonde kid. Well, now he's he's got a baby. He's a an adult. See, sometimes he still dresses. He has come and, a long way in cash clothing. But I think he might have outgrown that title, Shirley. So, congratulations to him. All right, let's see what's going on in the world of sports. Let's look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. Braves right now are scoreless with the Mets in the top of the sixth. Austin Riley on first after legging out an infield single to which they called him out, and we had to waste time on a replay. Uh, the Diamondbacks lead the Marlins 6-3. to three. And did this happen earlier today? Well, we just saw a moment ago, Chandler, where Madison Bumgarner went haywire. Yeah. He got tossed. Apparently, uh, it happened during the uh, check. Oh, wow. Uh, It was after the first inning. The substance check. Uh, It was not substance-related, though. Apparently, he must have been kind of upset with the umpire with a call that was made earlier in in that inning. And then, I guess, while he was being checked, he voiced his frustrations and was tossed. Um, but I did see that it, there was no substance-related issues. I think he was just mad. He gave up a first-inning homer, and as you said, the ump was checking him uh, going on his way to the dugout, and uh, Bumgarner never made it to the dugout before getting tossed. So, And he did the whole hold-me-back thing, and Madison Bumgarner is a big man. He is. And He's I'll, got that North Carolina strength. That was, uh, would be tough to hold back a guy of that size. So... Bumgarner toss, but the Diamondbacks lead the Marlins 6-3 in the seventh inning. It is the Cardinals all over, all over the Royals 5-0 in the seventh. Padres 3-1 lead over the Guardians. Tigers lead the Pirates 3-2. And the Astros have a 4-0 lead over the Mariners. Those are the games going on right now on your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Also tonight, the Orioles taking on the Twins at 7.05. Are you enjoying this day baseball as much as Jonathan Ellerby will be? Hey, Jonathan Ellerby says there is nothing better. There is nothing better than day in, baseball. In life. Nothing. 
nothing i wish allerby was here today because i watched the show that he recommended to me a long long time ago and that show is ted lasso and i watched a few episodes last night it gets rave reviews i've never talked to anybody that didn't like ted lasso have any of you seen ted lasso i don't think no. i have i got a no I from cj has i got a, a no from chandler he, he i got had, a no from Shirley. he has a mustache he does jason sudeikis yeah he is a college football coach won a national championship with division two wichita state the shockers oh really and then he goes overseas to coach a soccer team that's in the premier league and it Strange is uh, plot. it's a funny funny show so uh i'm gonna go ahead and recommend that i will continue watching episodes tonight uh also on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard the hurricanes in action tonight uh game two of the first round of the eastern conference stanley cup playoffs and the canes lead it one game to none after winning five to one on monday this game will uh, have a puck drop a little after seven tonight we'll be watching it at aj mcmurphy's during sports trivia so come on out participate or just hang out and uh, let's get a rowdy crowd to watch some baseball or excuse me some hockey tonight at aj's why are you not scoring did he have to hold up that long? Here we go again. Bases loaded. One out. I bet the Braves don't score here. I bet they don't score. Bases who loaded. Do you, who one do you have coming sixth. up? Uh, Ozzy's up. We're getting to the bad part of our lineup. Because Ozuna and Riley got on. So, yeah. Maybe Adam Duvall. Um, anyway, hockey tonight. We'll be watching AJ's. baseball, NBA playoffs. It'll all be on at aj mcmurphy's uh cj you have one tv the tv is out of reach to you you're a bit of a shorter fella Rem- oh, remote is broke because you spilled uh what's your favorite beverage non-alcoholic pepsi you spilled a pepsi on your remote and it broke <laughs> it just Shame. disintegrated Shame. so you can only watch one sporting event tonight so your Celtics aren't playing, so that takes them away. You got Sixers Heat, Mavericks Suns. You've got all of the playoff Stanley Cup playoff games on, or you could watch a baseball game. Your Pirates are playing now. You probably wouldn't choose to watch them anyway. Not at all. What are you watching tonight? I would watch Mavs Suns hmm. because I am interested to see how the Mavs bounce back after. There's no way to sugarcoat it. They got embarrassed game one it it wasn't pretty I, i'm interested in seeing how they bounce back uh, did they get it i mean but is that not what was supposed to happen or were they supposed to be better I, I just i don't i mean i expect the suns to win the series but i didn't expect i didn't expect the mavs to come out as flat as they did um but the the two games last night were a lot of fun uh these. I tell you, man, I I didn't say it on the air. I should, my bet of the lifetime was Celtics first quarter last night. Yeah. I, it sounds easy to say now. It's lame to say it now, but yeah, it, after the after game one, you knew they were going to come out. Well, yeah, guns blazing. you just weren't going to you just weren't going to play two games as flat as they did. That's that's probably the worst game the Celtics have played since December. That was that was ugly, and really, you have to face it. The Celtics are the more uh, complete team. They're the better team, especially with Chris Middleton not playing for the Bucks. They had to bounce back in a big way, and they did. Giannis had a decent game, but he started out very poor. I think he missed his first 
eight shots or so. Um, Grant Williams, incredible defensively. And this was all done without Marcus Smart, the defensive player of the year. So the fact that the Celtics uh, bounced back, and not just – not just with a win. This was, this was an emphatic win. Yeah, it was um, over after yeah. the first quarter, they, basically. They're going to bring a lot of momentum back to Milwaukee. All right. Uh, I would choose the Kings tonight. How about you, Chandler? Uh, I'm going Kings. I officially Really? Yeah. Because oh, because you're out on the NBA playoffs anyway. Yeah. You just have never. No, like I'm not. That doesn't mean I'm not going to watch the playoffs like at all. I told my roommate yesterday, who's a big NBA nut, uh, that it might take till – the conference finals yeah it might take to the conference finals to get Chandler honeycutt in nba playoff mode well, but now i want i'm excited about the canes uh dominant win on monday five to one and i think i'm gonna try to find some red um to wear to aj's tonight to hop on the bandwagon so i'm excited about that there's going to be some canes fans should have brought my towel in attendance uh, at AJ, so I'll be excited to kind of feel their energy, and uh, yeah, so I will be locked into the Canes at seven o'clock. Is uh, Pilks a? Uh, He's a Bruins fan. Bruin? All right, we'll have a Bruins. And he will guy be there. there tonight. Yeah. All right, good. So I don't, I don't know how y'all feel about uh, NHL playoffs, but for me, I kind of, I kind of enjoy getting on the Canes bandwagon. Even like, obviously, I'm rooting for the Pens, but. Uh, being on the Canes bandwagon is pretty fun because the energy from all the Canes fans around is it's pretty infectious. And I would say they're pretty inviting. It's a good bunch. Yeah. It, they're a really good bunch. There's not yeah, a lot of people that'll say like, hey, you weren't here in December. Why are you here now? Right. They're pretty welcoming. So They got that Southern hospitality. That's right, boy. Southern hospitality. Uh, there is some ECU news today. We got a transfer portal mm-hmm. entry. And that is cornerback for the Pirates from D.C., Sean Tucker. Former three-star recruit coming out of high school. I was excited about him. A, coming out of D.C., thought that was pretty cool. The power and, of D.C. And B, uh, a guy that uh, had some accolades coming in here. Uh, interesting nugget. So, Tucker did his whole statement. I would like to thank East Carolina University for giving me the opportunity. Opportunity. And basically what everybody says. Compete. Physical. Uh, in Igo's article on Hoist the Colors, he points out that Mike Houston had some comments on Sean Tucker um, last week where he said, quote, we've challenged Sean Tucker. He's been in the program for multiple years. It's time for him to push himself to get in the mix a little bit. For sure. A little bit, for sure, if any. He's got to be more consistent with his work ethic. Uh, he's got to be more consistent with his toughness, be more consistent with a positive attitude. If he can improve those things, then he's got a shot to get on the field. Hmm. Um, but he's made it to the point where he's got to. So it sounds like this may have been a mutual decision okay. for Sean Tucker to enter the transfer portal. So there is the news on that. Now, I guess I'll ask I go, is he eligible? Because the deadline, I thought, was May the 1st. That was going to be my question. Is it too late? May the 1st be late. Um, when is it too late for these guys to enter the transfer portal? We, we saw but that, of, to enter to be able to play right away, right away without a waiver. Yeah, that's what I meant. That's that's the question. And I know we've talked about I go. We'll talk to I go today. And I know a lot of the that period where people enter the transfer portal is right there, right after the spring game. We saw that for this ECU football program with some with some names. Um, and now you're seeing Sean Tucker, and now you're kind of wondering, all right, is this too late for Sean Tucker if he wants to play right away next year in college football? 
Um, so we'll talk to Igo and get his thoughts on it. So, But it's like you said, it sounds like it was a mutual agreement. We were all very excited about this guy coming out of high school, being a three-star recruit from, like you said, D.C., which you know produces a lot of talent in football. Uh, speaking of football, if you are a football fan, tune in Hour 3 because Igo did something that I enjoy on Hoist the Colors and we'll bring it to the radio. You know me, Chandler. You know what I love? I love brackets, right? Yeah. Brockatology. You know what else I like? I like depth charts. Love a depth mm. chart. Is he projecting the depth chart? I go projected uh, post-spring depth chart. Oh, those are fun. On the offensive side of the ball. So, so we'll take can... a look at some of those names. A lot that we will know. We'll see if any creep in that we uh, are not too familiar with. Cool deal. Yeah, I can't wait to uh, see. And there's going to be a lot of familiar names on that projected depth chart, too, So, which is very exciting. You were wrong, sir. You bet that the Braves would not score a run. You were wrong by a long shot because they at least got two in there. Travis Darno walked to score a run, and Adam Duvall just hit a two-run double. And Atlanta leads the Mets 3-0 in the sixth inning. And when we talked to Igo, um, my biggest... Uh, what I'm very excited to see who he has projected on the front line for the offense. What that offensive line looks like when it comes to, uh, in terms of Stephen Igo's projections. And do we have a long snapper battle going on? Uh, I don't know. I do. I do know the new long snapper that has come in. I, I'm on a street with uh, connections with the long snapper Robert Hill being one. A couple of years ago, you had Slade Roy, who I actually did not know, uh, knew he was a Rubio long snapper. And now Alex Harper, who went to Rosewood right down the road and played in the same conference as me in high school, uh, comes from NC Central and I believe uh, is either competing for a job or he will have the job. So we shall see. Good stuff. Uh, Guess who's going to the Hurricanes game tonight? I'll give you a hint. Gary Hahn likes to say his name in raleigh tony haynes tony tony dunn will be going tony dunn let's go down to tony we'll talk to tony on friday at four (laughs) o'clock tony uh is getting his wife her mother's day gift which is hurricanes tickets and that sounds like a oh tony wants to go to the game so he's making that a month no miranda his wife is actually a A huge caniac a bigger caniac than tony Tony, let's get down to Miranda. Miranda, what's going on in uh, PNC tonight? How's Tony? Uh, How's Tony? Is he drunk yet? (laughs) Let's get down to Miranda. 7 o'clock tonight, PNC Arena. There'll be a lot of folks from the east heading there tonight for that game. All right. um, eh, Another nugget here. uh, I don't like this. This is not me being like America. I I don't like it more for my team if they have to go overseas to play a football game. Luckily, they don't, so the commanders will be commanding in the U.S., but there are, what, five games? In uh, Germany. That have been, well, no, there's one game in Germany. I thought that was where you were going. I said there's five games, and you immediately said uh, in Germany. Sorry. If there's only one game in Germany? If you're <laughs> if you're going to finish my sentence, you got to get it right. Sorry. There's nothing I, worse. You know, there's nothing better than day baseball. <laughs> There's nothing worse than somebody finishing your sentence. Incorrectly. Thank you. That is correct. That was pretty good. But if you were to finish my sentence and it be incorrect, man, nothing worse than that. There is one game in Germany. It'll be at the home of... How do you say it, CJ? Byron. 
Bayern, Bayern Munich. How do you say? How do you say before Munich? Bayern, Bayern, Bayern Munich, Bayern Munich. Uh, they'll play in the home of Bayern Munich. Uh, the Bucks and the Seahawks will play the NFL's first regular season game in Germany. Uh, other games outside of the states this year: Saints and Vikings in London, Packers and Giants in London, and the Jags and Broncos. That'll be at Wembley Stadium. Um, the Jags love a international regular season game. That they do. And there will, will be a game in Mexico. That game will be the Cardinals and San Fran. That'll be a Monday night game. Well, the last time there was a game in Mexico, wasn't it like a shootout? Wasn't it? I don't know if it was the last time, but it comes to mind that Rams Chiefs. Rams Chiefs. And they just scored a billion wasn't points. Wasn't there an issue with the field? The field conditions were bad, but. I, whatever the it was a the Chiefs were scheduled shootout. to play the Rams in 2019, but the game was moved to due to poor field conditions. Okay, so there you go. Um, yeah, so I'm glad the the my team won't be over there. One time, my team, the One Redskins at the time, went over there, went all the way across there to play football, and came home with a tie to the Bengals. What a waste of a trip yeah. that was. It wasn't tie? fun when the uh, Panthers tie, played the tie? Panthers. Tie? Hi? Oh, no, Shirley! Where is it? The panic on Shirley's face there was great. Tie? Hold on. We can't find the tie? 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 Hi? <laughs> tie? Hi? Well, we got to take a break anyway, because Eric, Eric Ward. Ward? Eric Ward. Eric? 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 Tie? Tie? Uh, take us to break, Shirley. Tie? No, break? Shirley's not going to take us to break until break? she finds Ty. Ty. Eric's looking very dapper. He is. Good Good look. Uh, you'll be able to see that in just a moment. Oh, you'll see it right now. I see Eric? it in the video. Hi. Ty? <laughs> Why is that not ready to go, Shirley? That's got to be in the chamber. Because uh, it was not saved and we oh, had a... Oh, I know that issue. Yeah. I know that issue. When we had to reboot the computer, we lost the audio file. I had to go back there and put it back in my board. Here's so. the tissue for your issue. Tie. 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 All right. Let's take a time out. Come back. When we return, Eric Ward will tell us what's going on. A lot's going on over at the ECU Athletic Complex. We'll talk about that and more when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. Tie. Tie. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's. AJ says daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. And there's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Brock. AJ says live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Since I said the Braves would not score a run, they have not gotten out, and they've scored seven runs. So The old reverse psychology. Yeah, the reverse jinx. Try it, folks. It works. And proof is in the pudding right now as they lead the Mets 7 to nothing. Still one out in the sixth inning. 
and great job so he didn't tag what a yeah this is little league or something i don't know wait did they call matt olsen out i guess they did they said he tagged first Mm -hmm. i thought he did so anyway acuna gets in a rundown and ends up being safe and a run scores for atlanta seven nothing on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by dub dub eric ward from ecu joins us here inside the pirate radio studios to talk about what's going on so the baseball team is away this weekend we'll talk to scott rogers coming up in hour two as the pirates go to memphis but eric there's a lot going on around these parts some championships will be hoisted in greenville north carolina both lacrosse and softball so let's get into those events we'll start with softball eric when do the festivities begin softball is actually next weekend lacrosse is this upcoming weekend oh so back-to-back weekends yeah, yeah, with championships so, okay uh, yeah so lacrosse championship actually starts tomorrow uh pirates play the first game against florida mm. uh so we got that it's 4 30 p.m uh free admission for both these tournaments uh, but yeah, one of the uh, rare deals because the SEC does not sponsor lacrosse, so both Florida and Vanderbilt are in the American, and they're two of the four teams that qualify for this tournament. And Florida's really good. Yeah, they are a perennial top ten team. East Carolina being uh, in the AAC tournament for the first time in program history. How did Greenville get selected to host? Does it just rotate? So the there is a rotation. Lacrosse we were already slated to host. Uh, softball actually got moved here because uh, UCF is leaving the American, and so they removed ah. the championship. So uh, I guess we were next in that rotation. So we got it. Good deal. Uh, so lacrosse goes from Thursday. When will a champion be crowned? Saturday. Yeah, so Thursday, Saturday. Friday, Saturday. It's uh, well, there's two games tomorrow because it's just four teams, and then oh, there's okay. one game on Saturday. And Pirates play at four four thirty tomorrow, and then uh, hopefully noon on Saturday. So what is the schedule for softball next week? Eric? So that starts uh, Thursday, and it's a single elimination tournament. So unlike lacrosse, every team qualifies for the softball tournament. And uh, that's great that East Carolina can host it. And Shane Winkler in year one, we've uh, we've seen some improvements, but said earlier it, it hopefully we can get back here to greenville once he's got his fully team his team fully stocked yeah and uh but who knows maybe they could pull off some upsets this year yeah they've had some nice wins along the way uh definitely in a roster crunch to start the year and so you know really proud of them sticking it together i think they've been a fun team to watch they're going to be really good in the future so this week uh lacrosse championships going on and greenville and next week it'll be softball the lacrosse event is free softball also free free 99 yeah so uh awesome opportunity to see some good uh college athletics if you're one of those people who is down on the nil and the way college sports are becoming true amateurism Hey. At, at the uh, ECU Athletics Complex. Well, I do believe, though, that uh, four of the top six sports in NIL money are women's sports. All right, I stand corrected. <laughs> uh, coming up next week, you can see the Pirates back home. They got two series to wrap up the season. Eric, great to see you yeah. out at Clark LeClaire on Saturday. It's fun. Eric uh, was my the person to my left handling all the marketing, music, all of that stuff, but had a uh, a child recently how's being a dad going for you it's pretty great uh definitely starting to catch up on sleep a little bit so that's been nice uh actually got to take the, the little boy to his first baseball game on sunday so we got to say to experience that in the jungle it was really awesome how was the first time for the newborn it was good he slept for the entire game so uh i was expecting to catch about two or three innings and we caught uh eight so oh, awesome. was nice and then uh yeah people in the jungle were really nice it was actually my first game in the jungle believe it or not uh, oh wow so that was really cool um 
it's a great time out there and i think the next two weeks are just going to be amazing in terms of fan attendance in yeah. these last few baseball games cliff Godwin gave credit to the crowd following saturday's win and uh talked to the guys on monday on the players lounge and and it's heating up it's becoming that time of the year and they're starting to get excited about wrapping this thing up with a bunch of wins and still in the hunt eric uh, when yeah. it comes to making it as an at-large in the ncaa tournament yeah i think we're in a great spot um not to disparage Memphis, but you know traditionally they're one of the worst teams in the league, and that's our only remaining road series. I think you know we're in a really good spot to take care of business at home like we normally do. Uh, it's kind of crazy for as much as the team is you know had to cobble together some things. They've done an outstanding job sticking together. And yeah, hey man, if if you're a fan and you for whatever reason think hey man it's a down season, if it ends in a conference championship and wins in the high 30s or 40s, that's pretty crazy. That is uh, not bad for a down year, quote unquote, for Pirate baseball. Eric Ward joining us. By the way, one more note on your fatherhood you're a uh, big sports fan and your son has a sports related name correct That's right camden uh named after the yards uh, the, uh, up in baltimore the 2027 world series champion baltimore Orioles. so he'll be he'll be able to watch that one with you yeah. maybe yeah that's a pretty now's a great time eric to have a kid with that name while they're in the rebuild yeah buy low you know so <laughs> how was the how did the wife feel about that name oh uh, she was great okay and uh she went so she's from california she's an oakland A's fan and uh we went to our first game together in camden yards uh three years ago and she loved it um and her actually her brother uh lives in baltimore and uh he's a doctor and so he he goes to games all the time awesome. he sends him he tries to make me jealous and he does he succeeds uh almeda is that the name like, yeah they're from uh that'd almeda. be a beautiful uh girl's name yeah. for your next one well we'll see <laughs> <laughs> all right eric Ward joining us eric let's get an update on football yep. uh we got season ticket numbers yeah we have surpassed twelve thousand five hundred. uh that is a amazing place to be in right now uh we i think uh John Gilbert has established a goal of about 15,000 at this point. Definitely, you know, a little ways to go, but on an amazing track for that. So um, where we're at right now is basically where we ended last year. So the fact that we have four more months to go to sell tickets and, you know, several prime selling seasons to go, uh, I think it's going to be real nice this fall. Awesome. Do you think we'll get a state kickoff time this summer, or is that going to be like Yeah, usually, usually that's June. I okay. think when they do their first kind of round, it's usually the first three or four weeks. Right. Uh, yeah, I know what we're all hoping for, and I really hope that that's what that pans out to be. That we are, uh, but it's going to be a fun one. We'll have our countdown to kickoff, presented by David Price Construction tomorrow, yep. Chandler. Yes, sir. So I uh, don't want you to wreck your brain doing math today. We'll worry about that on Thursday. All right, that's fine. Yep. I, I, anytime I don't have to do math, it's a great time it's for me. It's a good day. All right, Eric Ward. Eric, uh, what else we need to talk about? What else is going on at Just, East Carolina? Uh, baseball, I mean, I really mean it. That this is going to be critical next two weeks, and – uh, the opportunity to kind of take care of business at home would put us in a nice position regardless of the conference tournament. So uh, weather should be great, just getting out and supporting the team and kind of keeping that home field advantage rolling. And uh, it's been a lot of fun this year, and it's only going to crank up even more for these t- uh, final two home series coming up next weekend and the following weekend. The last weekend, I know it's against Houston. Is it South Florida? USF is next weekend. Okay. And so they're having a little bit of a down year. Uh, they were actually picked by one person to win the league, and obviously they did last year in the tournament. Um, but, hey, man, we already got through the two-lane series and the UCF series. So um, Houston, they got murder's row down the stretch here. So hopefully we can be the uh, – the big boppers in that good deal had uh bark at the park uh earlier this year uh eric got an idea for you guys uh just unsolicited idea when is meow in the crowd 
Meow in the crowd. Meow in the crowd. Um, you're gonna have to. Ask Why are you Casey. shaking your head? You're gonna have to ask uh, Casey about that and see if he wants to implement that next. Everybody, year. bring your annoying cat to the ballpark. Yeah, I love. Uh, I saw. I forget which MLB team did it, but they had a uh, bark in the park and they did like the Simba cam thing, and the video was like uh, thousands of dogs being lifted up. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. That is pretty cool. Uh, always thinking of new ideas, right? Eric yeah, Ward joining us here today on Pirate Radio Live. Uh, good stuff, Eric. Uh, how the O's doing? uh you know pitching's actually coming around i feel pretty good about where they're at they weren't supposed to be really competitive this year i think uh rutschman's coming up in the next few weeks they think oh, that's exciting uh grayson rodriguez who's the top pitching prospect in baseball they think he could debut in the next week or two as well so connor norby uh a couple years away yeah. he's playing well playing great yeah. right now well i think he was leading the farm system in average for a little bit there uh so i hope to see him it'd be really nice if they were a contending team and connor norby was a big part of that and surely we've got o's baseball tonight right here on pirate radio you can check that out so eric when you're out and about as you know uh, that's how i uh, catch the o's since i have sudden links so I'm oh that's right i can't awesome. watch them so pirate radio is my source for the oriole baseball game great check them out tonight right here on pirate radio eric uh, thanks for hanging out man appreciate it guys thanks lacrosse tournament going on this weekend and softball tournament will be right here in greenville next weekend along with some home pirate baseball we'll take a timeout come back when we return we'll visit with the voice jeff charles talk about everything else going on in the world of sports he joins us after this timeout Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, did you miss a show on Pirate Radio? Well, you can listen to all of Pirate Radio's archived local programming by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. You can subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iPhone or Apple device and search for Pirate Radio Audio Archives. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Barat. All right, back with you here, Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. We will wrap up the hour with the voice, Jeff Charles, who joins us today on the Pirate Radio Live line, live from Michigan. Jeff, uh, appreciate your time as always. How you doing? Clip, I'm doing great. I'm doing a lot better than the Cincinnati Reds these days. I can tell you that much. Yeah, Jeff did a uh, a MLB wins pool, and uh, we do it each month. So uh, in the month of April, I had the Mets, who were great. I had the Rockies and Angels, who got off to great starts. And then I had your World Series pick and the Cincinnati Reds, and the White Sox and the Reds absolutely killed me, and I ended up losing by a couple of games. So I think the White Sox will figure it out, although uh, Redbeard on Twitter uh, did say it's the curse of Jeff Charles. I didn't know that was a thing, but maybe it is. Uh, but I don't believe the, the Reds are going to figure it out in 2022. Well, the moral of the story clip is don't believe the old voice because he's wrong more often than he is right. But, uh, yeah, the Reds are just horrible. They're three and twenty. They've not won a game. Clip. This is uh, putting it in perspective. They've not won a game since April the tenth. They split with the Braves to open the season. They were two and two, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, and now they've they've just lost all of these games. And 
I'll tell you what, in Cincinnati, it's not a good scene right now. The fans are basically infuriated with the ownership, and I don't know, Cliff, if you've talked about this on your show or not, but the Castellinis own the Cincinnati Reds, and Mr. Castellini is the primary owner, but his son is very involved in the day-to-day operation. His name is Phil, and he came out a couple of weeks ago, and the Reds were struggling so badly, and the fan base was so upset. I mean, they were calling... the talk shows, and they were on the message boards and writing letters to the editor of the paper, and, and everything was going on in a negative sense with the fan base. And he got so upset with Cincinnati fans, he said, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll just go ahead and sell the team, and they'll move it somewhere else, and you won't even have a team here in Cincinnati. I'll right. tell you what, that went over like a lead balloon. Yeah, And he's like become public enemy number one. I can't believe anybody would be that dumb to say that in the first place. But he said it, and then, of course, after he said it, here came all the retractions and all the apologies. Yeah. But the damage has been done now, and the Reds fans are not coming to games. They had 9,100 the other night, and we're just getting started with this thing. They've got still like 140 games yet to go, and how bad are they going to be? They're 3-20 and 20 as they interplay coming up tonight. Well, Joey Votto has been Mr. Red in this you know modern era, this recent times, so. uh in major league baseball and uh, you know they've been bad for a while and and is his name gonna pop up during the deadline jeff or do you think he just stakes this thing out because uh, he's getting up there in years and uh, he's certainly not gonna win there no he's not gonna win there and uh, i tell you what cliff i've always wondered about that of course the reds were not always this bad they they were over 500 a couple of years ago and you know, it looked like they had a chance to you know, be a competitive team, but Votto has been there through a lot of bad years with the Reds, and he's always stuck with them, and he's always said, I want to play in Cincinnati, I want to play for this franchise. So he's been very loyal. Now, he's batting, believe it or not, Joey Votto in the last 15 years has been one of the best hitters in Major League Baseball. He's batting 122 this year, and they've put him on some type of COVID list. They, I'm not sure what it's all about, because they say he hasn't tested positive, but he is on some kind of of a COVID list as of last night. Hmm. So he's not playing, and the rest of the guys just aren't hitting at all. I mean, you look at their stats, they're like dead last in Major League Baseball in like every stat imaginable. And so it's a, it's a tough situation. When they started unloading a lot of those players, you know, a few months ago in what was a salary crunch, I mean, I thought to myself at that point, well, this team's not going to be very good, and I thought they were going to lose 90 games. I thought maybe 72 and 90 is what – they were going to be looking after this year. But my goodness, they're they're on track now to lose well over 110, 115 games unless they miraculously turn this thing around. So this could very well be the worst season in the history of Cincinnati Reds baseball. And uh, they're without their best pitcher, Luis Castillo. And uh, I heard Ellerby, I saw Brian Packard uh, hit a home run, and I believe in that same game recently uh, also – was the only guy to get a hit off Luis Castillo, uh, who was trying to work his way back up. But, heck, by the time he gets there, who knows what the record will be. And uh, the season will be long gone by then. So, yeah, a lot of struggles going on with the Reds. Uh, I'm watching uh, the Braves take on the Mets, Jeff. And uh, 
I, I look, I, I'm, I talked to a Mets fan yesterday, uh, Shay Ward, who is a player for Pitt Community College. They got their uh, Region 10 tournament beginning on Thursday. But even he, as a young guy, says, uh, look, I'm excited about the start of the season, but they're the Mets. They're going to find a way to screw it up. Uh, I don't know. I, I do like what they have going with Buck Showalter, and uh, they're, they're putting together uh, some good performances, at least right now. Yeah, they really are, and I really like their pitching. Uh, I think they're they're going to be contenders the entire year. I really do. Clip and you talked about the Phillies and, and that division. They, you know, they're kind of treading water right now, but I think they're going to come on, and I think they're going to play better. And I think the Braves are going to play better. You know, I think the Braves really miss Freddie Freeman. And being here in Michigan this summer, I've been watching the Tigers almost every day, and they just came off a series with uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers. And I'll tell you what, Freddie Freeman is beloved. At Chavez Ravine, they have really taken to him, and you know he's he's just such an outstanding player and just a great guy to have on a ball club. And watching that series this weekend, it was like you know, Freddie Freeman's been playing there for a long time, and this is of course the first year he's been playing for the Dodgers. And I'll tell you what else was fun watching the Dodgers this weekend on television clip was to see Clayton McCullough coaching first base. Oh yeah, and he was getting a lot of face time on television, and in fact. Uh, the Tigers' announcers mentioned him a couple of times on the telecast that there's a young guy that has a great future. I don't know how many people realize this, but Clayton interviewed for the New York Mets job, as we're talking about the yeah. Mets clip. He interviewed for the job before they hired Buck Showalter, and, you know, he's only 42 years old, so he's got a great future. I think Clayton's got a chance to be a big league manager someday, and it was just great to see his face on, on television all uh, last weekend. And we, we said it at the time, too, that uh, that's awesome he got an interview because now his name is out there, Jeff, and, and just about any time a managerial spot opens up, you'll probably see him you know, connected to it and interview discussions, and you kind of get in that cycle, and you can stay in that cycle uh, until you finally do get your first job. So that was great for him. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's all about exposure. It's all about networking and of course, the Dodgers have been so good, and that doesn't hurt his chances at all either, coming from a winning program like that. So, yeah, I think Clayton's got a bright future. He comes from a, a great family. I ran into his mom um, not too long ago, and we were talking about Clayton and everything he's been able to do in baseball. And of course, we know his dad and know the background that his dad's had in baseball all these years. So. It's a terrific family, and uh, I hope someday Clayton gets a chance to manage in the big league. Jeff Charles joining us, Jeff. My, my sports cup has been full. I uh, went to a, a draft party that my buddy throws last Thursday, so so got a little NFL in there, got a lot of ECU baseball uh, this weekend. And then Monday night, I watched an entire hockey game. I watched the Hurricanes take down the Bruins 5-1 to one in Game 1 of that series, and they'll play Game 2 tonight at a rocking PNC Arena, 7 o'clock on ESPN. And it got me thinking when you mentioned Michigan and, and Detroit sports, I remember in the 90s, Jeff, the uh, Hockey Town USA was on the ice there in Detroit, and they had Fedorov and um, and Yeiserman, and they were they were the big bad Red Wings at the time. Uh, that is not the case uh, here in current days, but I do remember those Red Wings teams. And I wasn't a huge hockey guy, but man, they were always on because they were always making runs in the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, they had all the Russian players. You may remember uh, Cliff. You mentioned one of them. There were a number of other guys that were on that team. They were really good, and they were winning Stanley Cups. And well, they gone in a bad cycle just like all teams do and they fired their coach uh, over the weekend Jeff Blaschel 
who had been the Red Wings coach for seven years, and they decided to part ways with him. And you mentioned Steve Eiserman. Well, Steve Eiserman now is running the Detroit Red Wings. He's hmm. the general manager. Yeah, and he pulled the trigger on uh, Jeff Blasio, who I thought was doing a, you know, a pretty good job. But, you know, it's the same thing that, that happens in sports. Uh, it's like, what have you done for me lately? And have you gotten to the playoffs? And have you made a run once you've gotten your team in the playoffs? And we see what happened with uh, James Borrego, who I thought was doing a good job with, with Charlotte. And, you know, he had improved them the last two years. Their win totals had gone up. And, Cliff, you and I talked about this the last week or two. They just had those horrible one-game playoffs where they've gotten blown out and it ended up costing the man his job, even though, you know, I thought the franchise and the teams were showing progress, but those two games cost him. And now they're looking to move in a different direction, and you're hearing uh, uh, D'Antonio's name uh, pop up, so... Yeah, I don't know. Saw a list of uh, the, the, some some retreads. I I hate to I don't want that to be a negative term, but just guys we've seen in and out of the league in the past. And I got to say, Jeff, it's not that exciting when you look at the uh, the list. Now, if you get like a, I don't know, maybe a Frank Vogel, who I think was kind of the uh, the scapegoat there in L.A. Yeah, that'd be all right. But it's a long laundry list of names you've kind of seen float around in the past, including uh, D'Antonio. Yeah, and I think he has been with, I believe, five NBA teams as a head coach. Yeah. So you're right, Clip. I mean, he's been around the block. But a lot of those guys end up surviving and, and coaching, you know, five, six, seven teams. Uh, just like the players in the NBA, it's amazing how some of those guys have played with 10 different teams in the National Basketball Association. And how about that performance last night by John Morant? Yeah. I mean, he has been the guy in these playoffs. If one individual has kind of put his name at the superstar level, it has been John Moran, and he's out there yapping at Steph Curry, and it makes for intriguing television. I'm I'm interested to see what happens when the series goes out to Golden State. Can this Memphis team and John Moran really hang with the greats of Curry and Thompson? It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, and you mentioned Thompson and Cliff. It's great just to see him back out on the floor. Yeah. You know, he, he kind of plays in the shadow of Steph Curry, and he's in the shadow of all the stuff that Draymond Green always has going on. But, you know, just watching him last night, I was thinking, boy, I really missed watching him play when he has been injured. He's just such a graceful athlete, and he's so smart. He's so unassuming. He's such a great shooter. He's just a lot of fun to watch. I, I don't know if Memphis could beat them. I don't think they can. But, you know, that's a good young team that's coming on. And then also last night, my goodness, that first half with the Celtics, they absolutely could not miss, and Jalen Brown was on fire. They end up winning 109-86, to and it was over in the first quarter, basically, as you said, as they jumped out on the Bucks. So that series tied at one game apiece. Uh, Memphis and Golden State tied at one game apiece tonight. You've got the... Underman Sixers, and you say underman because they were without Joel Embiid. And boy, James Harden, Jeff, has kind of fallen off on a cliff. We've talked about it with quarterbacks like Peyton Manning and his final year, and he goes from this all pro to, uh, you know, a guy that can barely complete a 20 yard pass, and it kind of stinks to see. But this James Harden uh, fall off has been pretty abrupt. Yeah. <laughs> It has, and the national media, as you know, Cliff, has jumped all over it. Everybody's really jumped on him. So we'll see what kind of a competitor he is, and we'll see if he can bounce back. But losing Embiid really hurts. And they're, I think they're thinking about maybe game three or game four he could be back. And they you know, they just have to have him back 
if they're going to have a chance in the series. So we'll wait and see. I mean, I've always thought once you get to the semifinals in both the Eastern and the Western Conference in the NBA, that's when it really gets fun. Some of the opening round series are okay, but this is really serious stuff now, and these games, I think, are just great to watch. Jeff Charles joining us. Jeff, we'll wrap it up like this. Uh, We've had a great time talking to uh, the baseball players in the Players' Lounge on Mondays, and Bryson Wuerl, uh, Zach Agnos, uh, C.J. Mayhew, Ryder Giles have done a great job with it. And a couple weeks ago, I said, you know, we've talked enough baseball. We'll keep talking baseball, but let's throw in some nonsense questions. So, and and my uh, some of our listeners helped us out this week with some questions. And let me throw a couple at the voice here because people like to to get to know Jeff Charles uh, outside of the sports world. So, Jeff, uh, I got a couple for you here. If you could be any animal, what animal would you be, and why? I would be a lion. Because a lion is smart and strong. King of the jungle, Jeff Charles. All right, I like it. Yep. Jeff, if you could pick one movie to watch for the rest of your life, what would it be? It would be 42. And huh. I just watched it a couple of weeks ago, and I can't tell you, Cliff, how much I enjoyed it. And the legacy of Branch Rickey and signing Jackie Robinson to the Major League Baseball contract to, of course, break the color barrier back in 1946. And then he played in 1947 i just thought that was a wonderful movie and harrison ford did just a terrific job in playing branch ricky in that movie i would recommend that to to anybody i just sat there and just stared at the screen a couple weeks ago when i watched it for the second time actually but i'd forgotten a lot about the movie because i think it came out in 2013 or 2014 i saw it then but i'd forgotten a lot about it and I just happened to see it a couple of weeks ago. I, I thought it was just wonderful. All right, great recommendation uh, from The Voice, 42. All right, Jeff, one more, uh, and you get courtside seats. Uh, you're working the games, but you get uh, up-close uh, seats to a lot of great sporting events. If you could sit front row at any sporting event, uh, what event would you choose to attend? Boy, I'll tell you what, that's a tough one, Clip. Uh, I'd like to mention three or four probably, but – I just think the intensity of an NBA seventh game uh, for all the marbles in the, in the finals would be just great because basketball is just one of those sports that's just such incredible intensity and, you know, such noise, and you're sitting right there courtside watching the greatest players in the world play. So, yeah, I would, I would have a courtside seat right at midcourt watching the seventh game of the NBA finals. Would you uh, ham it up like Jack Nicholson? Uh, you're going to wear some, well, you know, uh, a nice suit, sunglasses, all that. <laughs> but I'd probably bring that character that Jack sits with with me to. The- oh yeah, that old the older gentleman. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to hang out with that guy, whoever he is. <laughs> he is an interesting guy. Yeah, he's been around. Is he still around, Jeff? I don't know. You know, a few <laughs> years ago, but I looked him up. Yeah. And now I can't remember. I think he's an old actor. He's an old buddy of Jack Nicholson. But- <laughs> Boy, those guys, those guys are a pair sitting there, aren't they? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Jeff, uh, always fun to chat with you on Wednesdays. We appreciate it. And uh, have a great rest of your week, weekend. And we'll talk to you again next week here on the show. Sounds great, Cliff. Thank you so much. Jeff Charles joining us on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Some questions with Jeff there at the end. Let's take a timeout. We'll come back. Hour two of Pirate Radio Live. A lot of baseball chatter on the way. As we'll talk to Molly, Mike Mullis will join us. We'll talk baseball, we'll talk golf, and more. And Scooter, Scott Rogers, will join us on the Pirate Radio Live line to get you ready for ECU Memphis. Talk about 
the great weekend that was at Clark LeClaire Stadium. It's all ahead on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. You work hard for your money at Carolina Wealth Management. We believe that your money should work hard for you. Do you know if it is? To learn more about your investment portfolio, go to MyCarolinaWealth.com to schedule a free consultation. That's MyCarolinaWealth.com. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Charlie, what's your shirt say? What does my shirt say? Yeah. <laughs> Heifer, please. Is no, it, it, it's... Heifer? It, no, it, it's... Well, it's the yeah. Heifer brand. Okay. Uh, but it actually says, love you to the moon and back. So just getting all the wordplay and puns in. That's well, there is a brand named Heifer? Yes. I like it. Yeah, it says, don't you see where it says heifer right here? Isn't that and a derogatory a, term towards women? It's Chandler, are you it's sexist? A cow. Wow, what a sexist thing to say. Chandler. I'm saying that because if so, we do you're, not need to say it on the radio no, because it's sexist. You're being, I'm not a sexist. Disgusting. You're being too defensive. Because I am you're a, not a sexist. You're a raging sexist. Make sure you put that in your Tinder bio so people know. Raging sexist. I am not a sexist. <laughs> My name's not Davis. <laughs> I'm not a sexist. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the fact that he's looking off camera when he does it. Hey, uh, Hef- um, Heifer, can you call Molly? I will call <laughs> Molly in a second. Ha uh, ha. No, um, I got the shirt because that's what I uh, used to tell my niece when she was little was I love you to the moon and back. And, and they called so her a Heifer? That's so, why I got it because it has that phrase on the back. I like... Uh, heifer in the front party in the back i like the i like the heifer in the front oh cool. well yeah there's another one i i thought i had bought it but i don't think i did but it said i wish a heifer would and it has a cow on the back so. uh, i'm just looking up something real quick chandler what's your favorite uh <laughs> what's your favorite google it up yeah mystical i thought so does he say quit crying heifer don't need all that yep <laughs> I'm glad I remember stuff that I'll never need to remember. Quit crying, Huffa. I don't need all that. What's your favorite term to use for a woman? Uh, the sexist that you are. Do you like to say broad? No, uh, I know somebody that likes to say that. Cookie, like, uh, co- come here, cookie. Come here. Uh, you say sweetie, probably. Shoddy. Shoddy. <laughs> hey, shoddy. Shoddy. It's your birthday. All right, enough of that talk. Let's. Uh, we need to head out to the Pirate Radio Live Line and talk to Mike Mullis. Oh no, no, CJ just. No, keep... I connected with him, but it was a bad connection, so uh, I'm calling back. Bad connection. Good deal. Braves lead the Mets seven to one in the eighth inning on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard, presented by Dubuck. Dubuck got uh canes and bruins coming up tonight game two. Oh yeah i wanted to read uh susan dean's we do not promote physical violence on this program even though we asked a question yesterday or monday to players 
asking them how many third graders can they <laughs> can they beat up. Correct. Susan says uh, we were talking earlier about Tony. Tony, let's get down to Tony. Tony Dunn uh, taking his wife to PNC to see the Hurricanes for a Mother's Day gift. Um, Susan says, I've got 12 personal training classes as an early Mother's Day gift so I can kick Matt Rule's butt. Ah. <coughs> so not only does she want Matt Rule fired, she wants him physically assaulted by herself. Would the perfect Mother's Day gift to you, Susan Deans, is having someone pay someone to whoop matt rule's ass no we don't want to do that let's just get him fired no ass whooping mike mullis joins us on the pirate radio live line mully how you doing today man good good buddy how are you doing great saw a golf story and this was a weird one uh this is from golf digest gary player's son opens up about augusta national ban after masters controversy so i had to read this one first of all when you hear a story about like a athlete or somebody's son you think oh what did this snot-nosed kid do well gary player's son is 58 years old so it was it's not anything like that uh did you do you know what he did molly to get banned yeah 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 he was uh this was the golf ball incident yeah we're doing the uh, honorary start yeah so it was a i guess a picture with lee elder correct and in the photo op he holds up and i'm trying to get the brand of golf balls it's so gary players it's like the, the it, encore the, encore yeah and so gary player has a brand a golf brand like that he's the knight or some black knight or dark knight or i don't know that's batman but anyway he um it was that, that the golf ball brand that that obviously the sun was endorsing and right the uh, fine folks at augusta are fairly uh fairly serious about uh, not ruining the event with endorsements so uh, other than players uh you know wearing their normal you know, normal stuff but yeah he uh yeah he he was banned and and that was i mean that was kind of as soon as as soon as the world saw that i don't think there was any question that he was not going to be welcomed back down by goya lane hmm. and to his credit wayne player called it uh tacky he said it wasn't premeditated but it was a tacky thing uh, but he got some marketing out of it. I don't know if it's good advertisement or bad advertisement, but anyway, uh, thought that was an interesting story. That uh, I can tell you this: that I don't think you want your golf product having a black uh, black mark on it as it relates to the endorsement of Augusta. So I would say it's probably a negative uh, move. I, I would say that those golf balls are probably available uh, like two dozen for ten bucks at this point. So Wayne Player banned from Augusta. Molly, I wonder how long that list is. What would you take a gander at? How many people are on the banned from the uh, the premises list there at Augusta? I, I, I would say thousands. <laughs> really? So like patrons every year probably say, get banned? The drunk people that show up every year. They bring their cell phone in or something? Yeah, no, if they if they take you out of there, you are not going back in there. They, they quite frankly, do not need your patronage. <laughs> Mike Mullis joining us. Mully, uh, we got one of those made-for-TV events. What do they call it? The match. Um, and this one's going to include four quarterbacks. I believe it's coming up in June. Uh, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Uh, do you care about these events? Do you watch these events? I, I have watched them historically at this point. I, I mean, it's that basically is like the – you remember oh, back in the day, even before my time, but I've seen replays of like the shell wide world of golf deal where they would have, you know, celebrities come play. 
I think that's basically what you got here. And I, quite frankly, I could think of uh, several guys that I would rather see do this than than that crowd. I, you know, I would think, you know, Seth Curry would be entertaining. Uh, you know, our honestly, we, I'm not tired of. I'd say the Mannings, Molly, because really, this is about what are they going to say while they're mic'd up and how entertaining are they going to be, right? That's right. And, I, and look, I would love to see uh, John Daly play with one of these guys, and maybe. You know, somebody else is kind of a fringe cult hero of golf. I, I'm drawing a blank right now who that might be. But John Daly playing with uh, Peyton Manning, yeah. that's that that would be worth watching. Matter of fact, you wouldn't even need to watch it. That would just be worth listening to. Mike Mullis joining us. Yeah, it's all about those uh, those moments uh, that you get with the, the mic'd up and all that stuff. That's coming up in June. Mully, uh, we've got a Major League Baseball ejection earlier today. Did you see, uh, and I, I believe you've told us about seeing this guy coming up, right? Madison Bumgarner? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And, man, he I, I cannot describe the folks that haven't seen him. He is a massive human being. <laughs> I said that earlier. He is a giant. He is a giant. And his... He, he, I don't, from what I know of him, which was back in high school, uh, so it's not like we, we go way back, but he's not a um, made-for-TV kind of, I'm going to act like I'm mad guy. I think when he gets fired up, he's like legitimately angry. Uh, if I were that umpire, I would be fearful of what may happen, like as long as Madison Bumgarner's alive, will he hunt me down like some, you know, children of the corn deal or something he's madison bumgarner's got some fire in his tank and he i I, the whole thing was was extremely tacky uh no pun intended but the i I don't i don't know man it was i I, yeah that's 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 a sad deal chandler you were right so the ump is checking his hand and he never looks down at his hand and is staring in his eyes the entire time basically taunting him like trying to intimidate yeah and that, that Madison Bumgarner is not the guy to do that to, it sounds like. No, and he's performing. I mean, it was almost an erotic hand massage. Well, it, that's guy. what it looked like. <laughs> it was very awkward-like. It, it was. I mean, I, I, Robert Kraft was envious. It's <laughs> uh, pretty good. It was just a, was just a bit much. And, uh, yeah, yeah I, I don't, you know, I don't know. I, like I said, man, that's the, that's the dude I don't want. That would be kind of like, like, like Nolan Ryan, like to me, their personalities are yeah. probably fairly similar. And we saw, you know, people didn't really try Nolan, but old Robin Ventura felt froggy one day, and uh, we saw what happened when Nolan Ryan took hold of uh, took hold of Robin Ventura's head and mm. neck and upper torso. So I, I didn't, uh, yeah, I saw that kind of come across, and I thought that this baseball is just such a freaking mess right now this is just one more thing and and clip you said that that happened in the first inning yeah he uh had, he gave up one dinger and was coming off the field and that was all he pitched wow. today so uh yeah he's on the list of people not to provoke it reminds me of that uh, mike tyson video from a couple weeks ago why would you do that sure. to yourself yeah uh where's i'll tell you man you know we're seeing all these uh, all these uh baseballs quote unquote getting away from guys and we've talked about it before the quality of the ball but you know they're obviously uh cracking down on on what substances that they can use to create some grip with the baseball and these hitters are seeing the the the, the, the downside of them not being able to to use some of these substances because balls are getting away from guys that are at a crazy rate so i i don't know but i guess that's part of the new initiative to create the new game of baseball kind of i don't know if you guys saw the uh 
you see the minor league guy? Uh, I think it was a triple-A game. Guy gets uh, called third strike for not getting back in a batter's box quick enough. Uh, yeah, I didn't see that. that you, you need to look that up. I saw one. I didn't know it was a third strike. Maybe I saw something different. But, yeah, I saw where – The umpire literally called time, pointed at the batter, and said he's out. Is that uh, – welcome to the ump show, Mully. Should that not happen, or is that on the, the, the batter? I mean, I, the, the, the hitter just walked off like, you know, I guess they knew the rule, but he did not seem to me to be taking a, a, a crazy amount of time out of the batter's box. Yeah. Um, and, it's, you know, sometimes you get these officials that only know one rule. And as soon as they get a chance to spring it on you, they're happy to do so. I mean, I remember guys like uh, when I when I was coaching the Legion team, you would have a guy you know forget to take a necklace off, mm-hmm. and the umpire would you know make a big scene about getting it. You know, it's like, come on, Blue, we yeah. we got it. We, we we just you know we we made a mistake here, or you know having too many guys out of the dugout. Okay, all right, we, you know we got it. It's we're grown we're grown folks. You see, uh, Cliff get thrown out the other day. I did. It was a good one. It was, especially, I guess, post-ejection. Because he, uh, he was somewhat tame uh, beforehand, but then when he got tossed, man, that's about the maddest I've ever seen him. And what was, I guess he was upset that he didn't uh, ask for help on that one. He, I think Cliff said something to the effect of, you can't see that, ask for help. I think that was his argument. Yeah, I, I, no, I, and I, I – uh, that that guy uh, behind the plate, to me, was – Kind of had a rough day anyway. Yeah. Probably, you know, he probably had rabbit ears on, so he's probably hearing it a little bit from the fans. Uh, and I will tell you on that note, Clip, and I don't know what you can hear uh, up in the press box, but the uh, I guess the student section or the folks that are out in right field, uh, man, they Max Stokes is a great dude, and he made a, a a call that definitely affected the outcome of a game in a negative way for East Carolina. But can we move on? Yeah. And we they, they they stayed on Mac the whole game, uh, and it was just it, it was, it's so funny to me. I know you guys make the announcement about uh, unsportsmanlike conduct <laughs> might be tolerated and blah blah blah. Yeah, uh, you know I that, that's it, it's you know he's out there trying to do a job. He's done a great job for a long time. Uh, he that that call didn't go our way. There's been thousands that he's been involved in that probably have gone our way. I wish that crowd would uh, would get off his back a little. Yeah, that was in February. Cost the Pirates uh, the second game of the season. But I was thinking earlier today about where ECU is as far as RPI goes, as far as an at-large goes. And, man, you'd like to have that series back in a couple more. But East Carolina, I guess Molly has put themselves in the conversation. Nice sweep over the weekend. They go on the road at Memphis. I don't know if the quality of opponent is good enough to do a lot with the RPI. But if you reel off – some sweeps here and have a good showing in the conference tournament. I, I think there is still a shot for East Carolina to get in as an at-large. Yeah, yeah. Well, and obviously winning the conference is um, is is dead in their sights. And uh, I mean, it's certainly not a lost season. And it's you know, it just clip it goes to to show what we're used to as East Carolina baseball fans. Yeah. And and you know, and observers uh, that we you know we we expect that the path is going to be paved. To host a regional and a super regional, or you know, a regional and go to a super, whatever. Uh, every year, it's it's, but it's not a birthright. I mean, it you know, it's you got to go out there and take care of business. And sometimes, uh, you know, things don't work out exactly uh, as you would like for them to. But that's part of it, man. The long season, and and you're right. These, I, I don't know that we have to sweep our way out of the season, but I, I definitely think uh, 
you know, it, it'd be it'd be it'd be awfully costly to drop a series uh, at this point. Yeah, and there's some testers out there, and uh, I think it could be very interesting. Houston's kind of come out of nowhere. Uh, it could be interesting that last weekend of the, uh, I mean, that last yeah last weekend of the regular season with Houston uh, at Clark or Claire, that 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 series could dictate a lot. And we're right back where we kind of started too, where East Carolina was on the mountain, got knocked down the mountain. Now Memphis, South Florida, who hasn't had the year they wanted, and Houston, they're near the top. Those are the next three series. Uh, East Carolina certainly has the target on the back. So. Uh, interested to see what happens when the Pirates go to Memphis. We'll talk to Scooter, Scott Rogers, about that one in a moment. Molly, I know you don't have high interest in either one, but if you could only watch the playoff games tonight in basketball or the Hurricanes tonight in the Stanley Cup playoffs, what would you choose? Basketball. Yeah, you're more of a hoops guy, right? Man, I just I enjoy the speed of hockey to a point, but I just don't understand it. I've not taken the time to try to learn the game. Yeah. I hear that it's a great spectator sport live, and it and it, it is awfully action packed, and there's a lot of physicality and a lot of skill, and I get all that. But I do understand the game of basketball at a lot higher level uh, than I do hockey. And uh, you know what? This stuff, the, the, the chippiness is kind of getting a little interesting to me with the with with the Golden State and. Uh, John Moran and all the, the lip service that's going on over there. So I, you know, it does provide some. Uh, it definitely provides some entertainment. John Moran is a bad Crazy. man. I don't know if it's smart to chirp at, St- uh, at Steph Curry after a game because Curry might go off for forty-five tomorrow. But I still love it. I like it. I'm into it. It adds to it. Oh. So. If Curry goes off for 45, he'll still be two behind Morant. <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, that's, you know, that's a good point. I, look, it, 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 John Morant is he's a lot. Man, that, that cat's a lot of fun to watch. And, and again, it's so funny. I, I heard Steve Kerr's comments about it about the, you know dirty play and whatever. But apparently, you know, Draymond Green forgets how dirty he's been. And I heard his presser uh, about him making 25 billion a year. He didn't feel like this fine was going to hurt him a whole lot. Uh, he'll just go do an appearance to make up that money. I, you know, it's it it is it, it's 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 almost like a mockumentary of athletics with <laughs> these guys because the fifty grand means nothing. Yeah, yeah, dropping the bucket. Uh, all right, let's. Uh, you're gonna ask you know, get some of these questions from Molly before we let him go. Yeah, sure. All right, first one, Molly. Uh, we've been asking these to our baseball players on the players' lounge on Mondays, and I've been sprinkling in a few for other guests. So, real quick, Molly, uh, is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes. Oh no! Wow. What? How? Explain. Between two pieces of bread. It's between. It is not. There's a bun is one piece of bread. Who asked the question? Redbeard on Twitter. Well, I mean, but you. This was like my opinion. Okay. Quite frankly, I separate the little uh, area between that holds the bun together. I like to separate those so I can get more snuff in there. I guess in that case, if you got two pieces of bread, do you eat it? Like, all right. Anyway, Molly says yes. Well, and look, we, we've all we've all been to the point where we, you know, we, we're kind of lacking in the fridge. So maybe you take a hot dog out, cut it up into pieces, throw it in the frying pan for a minute, slap it on a, a little loaf bread, and and have at it. Maybe a little cheese, mayonnaise. <laughs> Whatever you got, empty the fridge on that bad boy. You got to make it work, Molly. If you were an animal, what kind of animal would you be? I'd be a lion. Okay. You and Jeff Charles and Troy D. And Troy D. Roaming the jungle. Wow. That's a hell of a life oh, right there. That pack would be. 
that back. That pride, Molly, I believe is the term. Pride, I'm sorry, you're correct. This is a good one, Molly, from Mike. If you had to choose one dipping sauce to use on any food for the rest of your life, what would it be? So you can only get one condiment for the rest of your life. What would you choose? I think I would go with versatility. Maybe kind of the uh, utility player, the condiment world would have to be ranch. Yep. Yeah. All right. So it kind of it kind of suits anything. Good answer, Molly. Were you a sunflower seed guy when you were on the field? Uh, I don't know if I should. Only if I didn't have any tobacco. Right. Um. And this, I am out of date. On uh, did you know that there's like a hundred flavors of sunflower seeds now? It's crazy. Yes, my 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 sons um, are connoisseurs of David's sunflower seed. Yeah. So the question was, what is your favorite sunflower seed flavor? Mine would be original. Uh, do you have any crazy ones? I, I did. I do enjoy the barbecue. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Molly, uh, what Olympic sport would you participate in? Golf. Hmm. Easy answer. If you could sit front row at any sporting event, what event would you choose to attend? Uh, front row at any sporting event would probably be. Uh, it probably be the College World Series. Interesting. Like, you know what? Let me take that back. Probably front row. So I would say against the ropes would be the Masters. All right. Yeah. Good call. Uh, Molly, if you could see any musician or band, alive or dead, perform live, what would you choose? who would you choose to see? Ultimate concert. Ultimate concert. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe Journey. Okay. With, with, with Steve, though. In their prime with all the original members. Yeah, why not? They're so, the thing would be, I'm not a big concert goer. But I, I do enjoy music, and I, I just think that would be like a sing-along, like the whole time. It would you'd be singing the whole from the you know from the time it started. I mean, you know every song. Yeah, play the hits. All right, Molly. Final one. Do you believe in ghosts? Uh, I believe that there's another. I, I could get really deep on that answer. <laughs> I, so I, I'll go with yes. Just, but I'm not. It's not a, like a. Uh, I believe in ghosts like or I, like Casper. Oh no, I'm 100% believe in Casper. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you've seen him, I guess. Have you uh, ever experienced anything kind of paranormal? Yeah, but uh, we that, we don't necessarily want to get into it on the air. <laughs> what? Okay. And now I am All right, well when are you going to uh talk Hey, go to AJ's tonight. Now I want to ask you about this off air. Is it tri- trivia night? Trivia yes, night. Sir. Yeah. 8 o'clock. Well, I'll be there at six thirty. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I'll maybe I'll swing in. I've got a uh, five thirty meeting, and maybe I can come see you for a minute. Please do. All right. Ghost stories with Molly. Uh, all fair. Uh, Molly, great stuff. Go. Thanks for joining us today, man. Always good, guys. Appreciate it. There is Molly. Mike Mullis with some shocking answers there joining us today here on Pirate Radio Live. You can't tell a ghost story on live radio? I, what What happened to I cannot Molly? wait to hear this story. Molly is such a... Uh, how do you even describe him? He's just like a man's man, like a normal. Just well, a, he's, he's just a dude. He's a he's dude. He's very laid back. Yeah. He, but to hear him. He makes it seem like not a lot of things get to him. Yeah. But he does get riled up about things. And I don't want to say he's simple because he's a very intelligent guy. But he also, but he, like, he'll get riled up about, about things, but he keeps that laid back mentality, that laid back way of himself. I don't know. That ghost he, thing shook me a little bit. But you know what? Mully is the – he just reminds me of all the baseball coaches that I 
like grew up <laughs> all into one because i never did travel ball i did little league middle school high school my brother was the travel ball um the travel ball baseball player and all the coaches that he had um it just you know i could just see my i if i if money was to walk in here it was my first time seeing him i would you know that guy knows baseball he's a baseball coach yeah all right uh good stuff there with mike mullis take a time out come back scooter joins us next scott rogers we'll talk some pirate baseball when we return on pirate radio live after this This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. From maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Flip Rock. All right, looking forward to a fun night tonight. A.J. McMurphy Sports Trivia. We'll be watching the Hurricanes as they play game two against the Bruins. Up one nothing in that series. Um, Steve Hill says a great Mother's Day gift would be taking your wife to Sports Trivia. You know, Hugh? Yeah. you damn right. I strong disagree on that. We invite all sexes and races oh oh wait a minute so you don't want women at i didn't say i wanted i think they would not enjoy their time of all the gifts you could get your mother for mother's day that is certainly one of them that is kind of like day baseball uh like what could be better a mother a mother's day gift to a baseball game during the day is ellerby actively ignoring the fact that there are conference championship ncaa basketball games in the middle of the day are we just gonna ignore that how could how could day nah, baseball be the that's best? not as good as day baseball. Like what we're what we're doing right he now. He was shocked when I disagreed with him. He said, "Really?" <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, floored. Uh, Scooter likes some day baseball. Scott Rogers joins us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Scooter, how you doing today, man? Doing good, Cliff. How about you? Doing great. Uh, Scott, a rare Tuesday night off for you last night. What'd you do? Uh, I studied for my final exam today. <laughs> I knew it was going to be one of two things, either school-related work or Elm Street Elm Street doing more baseball. So uh, it was option A there. It was a mix of both last night. We had a little bit of a late night down here last night with the rain that came through, and hopefully we can hold off the rain today so we don't have to play any makeup games on Mother's Day this year. Ah, all right. There you go. 10-4. Scott Rogers joining us. Uh, Scooter, just like the baseball pirates on the team, ready to get done with exams and just focus purely on baseball. And it'll be a road trip to Memphis this weekend before we get there. How about the sweep against Cincinnati, Scott? We projected a lot of runs, and we were right on Friday. But, man, credit to the pirate pitching Saturday and Sunday for uh, holding those uh, Cincinnati bats down. Yeah, Pirate pitching did great all weekend, and obviously Friday night, a little bit of a run scored by both teams. But overall, it was a very fun series to watch, even if you were just a baseball fan watching that series. And obviously Friday night, 
a lot of offense in that one, lots of comebacks in that game with Cincinnati up to the big lead right out of the gate in that top of the first. And then you go to Saturday, and the way C.J. Mayhew was on the mound for the Pirates. And then Sunday as well, start off a little slow in terms of game time, but turned into another great game. And glad the Pirates were able to come out with the sweep and hopefully get another sweep this weekend against Memphis. You'd love to see just sustained dominance by the pitchers uh, all year, Scooter. But the way it goes, uh, you're going to have different heroes night in, night out. And I guess I could break it down like this. Friday, Spivey uh, was your, your hero on the mound. Saturday, we'll give some credit for what Zach Agnos did. And then uh, Sunday, uh, Ben Terwilliger. And I might have got those days mixed up. But either way, Terwilliger coming in and closing it out. And then Agnos, what he was able to do on the mound. You had you have different guys step up. And, and that's huge for a baseball team. Absolutely. You know, Carter Spivey has done such a great job all season long, especially in recent weeks when Coppers play has started. He's uh, at least top five in a lot of pitching categories in the American right now. And like you said, Zach Agnos, when he came in and, and kept that pirate bullpen going, and for him to come out from the defensive side of the ball and just to have that weapon to come in from shortstop and get you some outs on the mound is so big, especially in conference play. And heading into the postseason when you're going to need so many arms available. And then also Ben Willinger. He did it up at Cincinnati earlier in the year, and he did it again down here but uh ben has been really good against cincinnati this year and he's been good all season long but uh when he got up to the plate during that game yeah. I really he would get another check because that ball he hit up at cincinnati earlier in the year was very close to peeing out of here and he's obviously got a big frame at the plate so it was cool to see him get a plate appearance as well he is a big fella and uh fun to watch on the mound and at bat as well and yeah i thought he was gonna get a hold of one there late in the game but uh did not happen pirates sweep cincinnati now it's on to memphis scooter have you looked ahead at the tigers at all what do you expect uh this weekend memphis is a club sitting around 500 right now a team that struggled at the beginning of the season and uh, have been playing decent since conference play started have picked up some wins in conference play last night they walked it off against tennessee martin with a hit by pitch walk off in that one hmm. 11 in Last night, it was a game that had 27 hits in it. Uh, but this is a Memphis team obviously going to be playing hard down the stretch with Darren Schoenrock in his last season at the helm of the Memphis Tigers. But as always, you know, you can't ever let your guard down no matter what the team is. And uh, obviously, it's going to be a hungry Memphis team welcoming in the Pirates this weekend. And obviously, the Pirates still have a lot to play for and a sweep this weekend could be very huge for the Pirates going forward. Scott, as you, you break it down, you look at what's going on across the landscape of college baseball, where, in your opinion, does ECU sit right now as far as an at-large? Still three series to go, one on the road, two at home, and you've got your conference tournament where you can pile up some wins there as well. Do you think East Carolina, as we sit here now, is still alive uh, for an at-large? Absolutely they are. You know, to- Talking with Coach O throughout the season, especially where our RPI is right now. The Pirates can keep winning games, and that's the big thing is just keep winning games, piling up those wins, and especially getting a possible regular season title at the end of the year would be big for their resume. But like you said, too, throw in that conference tournament as well. That's going to be big as well in terms of RPI. But where they're at right now in the high 50s and with the amount of games they got left to go, this is definitely a club that is going to be on the cusp of an at-large bid. And hopefully, you don't have to worry about an at-large bid. Hopefully, you can go down to Clearwater and win the conference tournament and not have to worry about it. Scooter, Scott Rogers joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Scott, uh, what do you want to do 
outside of baseball in Memphis. You got any plans? I don't have any plans right now, but uh, hopefully we can get out and see the city a little bit. Obviously, got to get some ribs over there, uh, check out some places. I would love to get by Graceland if we have the chance. Uh, Not sure exactly where we're staying or how far away it is, but that would be probably at the top of the list in terms of seeing things while we're in Memphis. All right, let me. Uh, you got any questions for Scooter? No, I'm, I'm ready to hear his answers well, on these questions. I'm going to go to the sheet real quick and pull up some. Oh. Uh, Scott, if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, probably a pine tree. All right, fair enough. Any reason for that or just came to mind? I, I, it was the first one that came to mind. Honestly. Okay. <laughs> um, are you a, You're out of the ballpark constantly. Are you a sunflower seeds guy? I am a sunflower seeds guy. What's your uh, favorite flavor? Uh, just original. Yep. My favorite. That's what I go with. What, what do you want to ask him from this sheet? Uh, you, you're in your first, uh, let's say you're in your first year as the EC play-by-play voice. Do you have a favorite Coach Godwin moment this year? Favorite, favorite Coach Godwin moment. I don't know if I really have one uh, right now, but obviously just being able to get to know him and, and hanging out with him, obviously, during these road trips has been pretty cool, not only from a fan's perspective, but just growing up and being around East Carolina baseball for so many years and being right into it right now has been awesome this year. Scooter, how, how do you enjoy or is it difficult? Do you like uh, describing doing play-by-play for an ejection like we did that we saw the other day? <laughs> it's definitely uh, interesting to do, but uh, you just try to describe what you're seeing and uh, – <laughs> You, obviously, you don't say what you think maybe the coach said to the fire, uh, yeah. but, uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting to describe an ejection, especially on the radio. Uh, Scott, do aliens exist? Ooh. Uh, I'm going to go with – I'm not going to say exactly aliens, but I'm going to say there's something out there. I'll go with that. I, that's kind of my answer. Uh, aliens, as we <laughs> see them on television, the green, skinny things, probably not, but there's definitely something out there. We just don't know what it looks like. All right. Uh, I'm good. You good? Uh, were you a big like uh, amusement park fan? Did, what was your favorite roller coaster, if so? Uh, I don't do roller coasters. Mm-hmm. I'll, do a, I'll do a Ferris wheel, but I ain't doing no roller coaster. <laughs> All right, the Ferris wheel. What about a Tilt-A-Whirl? Ferris, Ferris wheel is my biggest roller coaster I'll ever go on. You, uh, Yeah, we had a lot of Tilt-A-Whirl rides going the other day with Bryson hitting dingers yes we did yes we did hopefully that tilt the world can keep going as the season goes along scooter appreciate your time as always man have a good trip to memphis we'll uh, talk to you when you get back all righty thank you clip thanks man there's scott rogers joining us play-by-play voice of ecu baseball will be on the call coming up this weekend as the pirates take on the memphis tigers yep need a sweep another back-to-back sweeps for the pirates would be huge as we get down to the home stretch of the regular season and head to clearwater braves win braves win braves win braves win knocking off the mets today uh nine to two i believe that final mets hit a solo shot in the final inning nine to two braves a winner there and uh, keep you up to date on what's going on on the buccaneer music hall school board presented by dub buck dub buck uh, I like when there is a logo with a letter on one side, a logo with a letter on the other side, and then it's zero to zero because it spells a word. Pood. <laughs> That's right. Pood. Pittsburgh and Detroit are scoreless. Pood. And that is a very appropriate word when we talk about those two teams. 
Do we not agree? Tabuas. Tabuas. <laughs> All right. CJ, what? <laughs> Tabuas. What score update is Chandler giving when he says Tabuas? This is a new game. Tabuas. Tabuas. Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> the Tabuas. Huh? Oh. What sport is this? Baseball. We're giving baseball scores. Tabuas. Tabuas. So there's a there's a logo on the left side and a logo on the right side. In between the, the score zero, is zero, zero zero. And it spells so like Pittsburgh was it Pittsburgh and Detroit yeah. spelled pood. Pood. What is Tabuas? Tabuas. Why are there so many letters? <laughs> That's a lot is of letters. Is one Tampa? Yeah. Tampa. Oh, okay. TB. Taboo. Taboo Oz. <laughs> Oakland A's. Yes. Way to go. We're only going to give zero zero Way to scores. go. This needs to be a round of trivia. Coming up later tonight, you got uh, Toop facing off. Ah, Toop. Yep, that'll be a good one. And uh, Aoob. <laughs> what about Aoob? <laughs> this is what people tune into the show for. Of course, we're talking about Texas Rangers and Philly. Oh, yeah, of course. And, of course. Uh, Aoub was the Angels at Boston. Oh, duh. Later, later duh. tonight. Oh, here we go. Wooger. No. Wooker. 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 They're Wookiees. Happy, happy well, May okay, 4th, say, guys. What, say it again, please. Wooker. Wooker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Washington. Yes. At. Cruh. 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 <laughs> Ty. Oh, Colorado Rockies. That is correct. And, and here's the last one. I was thinking cruh. I was thinking with a K. What about coming up late tonight? Saduke. 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 San Diego. San Diego and somebody. Kansas City. Stupid. Kansas City. Saduke, of course, is San Diego at Cleveland. A little interleague action. And of course, Safula. I thought you said we were done. Safula. Safula. Giants, Dodgers. Yes. And now we're getting it. Well done. This isn't, this isn't fun. All right. This has been your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard update presented by Dabuk. Dabuk. Nobody, nobody is. <laughs> nobody's leaving this segment any smarter than they started. Nah. Nobody uh, knows any games. That, well, welcome to Hump Day, ladies and gentlemen. But I just found something that. I'm that really into it, and I'm going to start doing it with every sport, and I'm going to start looking at logos. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. More fun coming up at 5 o'clock when Steven Igo joins us with his <laughs> brand-new intro song. Yes. So that'll be fun. All right, we'll take a timeout. Come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live after this. Sadoo-da. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Villa Verde on 10th Street and Villa Verde Dose by the hospital are open for you, serving unique and healthy dishes from the Dominican Republic. Order online at myvillaverde.com or the Villa Verde app. You can order a family meal that feeds six to seven people, and they'll have it ready for curbside pickup today. Whether it's dine-in or takeout, Villa Verde is a platform for good. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Hi, back with you on Pirate Radio Live. 
We've got cool jobs, huh? What I, we do? Yeah, I would say so. I enjoy coming to work every day. Cool side gigs in my and well, all of our deals uh, doing PA. Mm-hmm. Heard Shirley mm-hmm. over the weekend um, hosting sports trivia. Great side gig to have. But maybe the coolest job is what these dudes do. Um, dudes do. What's the actor's name? Is it Jesse or Jamie Eisenberg? Jesse. Jesse's the actor? Yes. Okay, this guy is his cousin, Jamie Eisenberg. Uh, Dave Richmond and Heath Cummings, I think is the other guy's name. I've listened to their podcast for years. They talk about fantasy football, and they do it all year. And they're on CBS Sports HQ on a Wednesday, May the 4th, be with you. Do you talking know, about a fantasy football mock draft do you know who would love that job cw it's, it's sloan. a guy that we saw last week for his draft party and yeah. the guy we'll see tonight cw sloan i mean what a gig because you're and i'm not taking anything away from them they do the research they know the numbers they crunch everything but they do mock drafts and they do real drafts tell you who to draft and they don't know what's going to happen they can only project and so they get a hundred things wrong but it doesn't matter they uh they still have their gig and they get to talk about not football but fantasy football for an entire year you know, and i love it you know what a great job would be and now i know it's probably a lot harder than people think when it comes to creativity but like you know how much you can make being a tiktok star <laughs> you know how much and you know how much you can make just putting stuff on youtube yeah and the content i don't like to think about that stuff but it's crazy i know like that's their job they go out and have fun they put it on video and get millions of views millions of likes yeah and then boom they get millions of dollars yep so um yeah but like i said there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that i think is very hard Nah, not really i mean that's why i've been telling you to learn to edit for years yeah, well, I, I need Telling to. Who? I've been. I've told Chandler that several times. Yeah, like that's the whole key to everything. If you can learn to edit video, then you can make, make con- some cool stuff. But see, yeah, you can but make the thing stuff. is, is that I mean, I do, guys like Mr. Beast, they did that. They learned. Like I've I've listened to a podcast with Mr. Beast. He sat down and basically taught himself through other videos of how to edit. I mean, so and then he I. got so rich. He then he got <laughs> so rich that he's basically got his own team that he doesn't even have to do it anymore. I mean, what do you think I'm trying to do with y'all? It's the same concept. Uh, hey, are you, uh, we need to get. We need to. Are you a puppet master? Real. I am Mr. Least. He is the mastermind. <laughs> he is the mastermind. Mr. Least. <laughs> Mr. Least. Do some knockoff competitions. I away. love it. I love it. That would be great. That would our be version cool. would be very low budget in comparison to what he does. Today yeah. we're gonna ruin these cars, and then at the end you th- we're gonna ruin your car. In the end, they think you're gonna give them a new one. And you just walk off. <laughs> All right, thanks. Great content. Thanks, guys. Wait. Have a good one. Where's the new car? Give me a Hot Wheels car. I missed the least. We give them a uh, gift card to the anger management room. <laughs> Speaking of beating up cars, there I went by there today. There is a new car. At a anger. new car. A new car that you can beat the crap out of at Anger Management Rage Room. We'll have the Rage Room tomorrow coming up on Pirate Radio Live. What were we talking about earlier today where somebody said... Oh, uh, it was uh, it was Troy. I wonder if he was listening to Mully. He said he was about to rage if one of us thought a hot dog was a sandwich. He was right, re- dude. He was ready to pounce. He on was somebody. Upset. I said, "Hey, take it easy, brother. Hey, ease up, simmer down." 
He was ready to rage. <laughs> you said all those things, too. Every last one of them. I did, because he came in here like guns are blazing. Yeah. So uh, we'll be raging tomorrow inside the rage room. What are we upset about in the world of sports and or life? Uh, by the way, we were going over some uh, scores on the Buckner Musical scoreboard earlier. Like Pood and yeah, Safalua. Uh, these are, if you read the scores as they're presented, like, oh, there's Poto. Because this one has oh, logo score, logo Poto. score. And the Pirates and Dodger, uh, Tigers are still scoreless. <laughs> hey, have you seen the score for Poto? <laughs> Steven said... I um, was planning on coming in. Was on my way in, but I think I'll just turn around now. He was not amused by our scoreboard segment. Hey, Mr. Mature over there. Can't have fun. Oh, Mr. Serious. Well, oh, Mr. I'm a dad now. Mr. Well, my six-month-old baby can talk. What kind of shoes are you wearing today? Who are you talking to, Steven? I go. Um, Let's see, he's got there, the mature. It, he's got a mature flip flop. Nah. All right, then. He's a flip flop okay, guy. That's exactly what I was looking for. Flip flop, cool dad. Yes, sir. Uh, let's see if Igo sticks around for his whole segment because we got a great intro. Yes, we do. Coming up, he is just looks miserable. God, he, he looks so mad. What did I say when we made it? I said Stephen is going to be so what? M- mad. Mad. Yeah, is the word I used. And he looks like he's already that way because he's got no time for games. Because you know he's Mr. Serious. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Steven Igo joins us. We got a lot to talk about. Pirate football had a uh, player enter the portal. Mentioned it earlier. We'll talk more about Sean Tucker. Of course. Oh, yeah. And I told you I was excited because I love a depth chart. Great content on Hoist the Colors right now. Igo projecting a post-spring depth chart for the offense. We'll see if there's any surprising names on that. Talk about that. And uh, maybe some hoops as well. When we return, Pirate Radio Live, back with you on a Wednesday after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Live well, move more, and hurt less with Kinetic Physical Therapy. If you're recovering from an injury, getting back into sports, dealing with everyday pain or fatigue, the Kinetic Physical Therapy can help you get back on track and live well. Kinetic has nationally certified therapists for physical, occupational, speech, and massage therapy all in a state-of-the-art facility on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Visit KineticPTGreenville.com for more information. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live, hour number three. We will make you a winner this hour. Open up the Pirate Radio Boutte bag. The uh, Redskins used to have a guy named Mark Boutte. It's a cool name. Anyway, Stephen Igo's here. We must protect this house Under Armour shirt. What's up, Igo? What's up, guys? What's your favorite uh, apparel brand to wear? Pirate Radio. 
Well, outside of Power I'm talking the big three, Under Armour, Nike, Adidas. Uh, I was a big Under Armour dude. I was never up. an Under Armour dude growing up because it wasn't really a thing when I was growing up, now that I think about it. <clears throat> I would say Lifetime, certainly Nike, I've had the most of. Recently, Adidas. I would rank Adidas last in my power rankings, but I do like their shoes. I'm wearing Adidas shoes right now. So am I. Uh, but again, Lifetime overall, Nike by a pretty wide margin. They uh, corrupted me as a youth into buying all their products. Uh, yeah. I, would, I like Under Armour's workout gear, but not, I hate their shoes. So Everybody's got their strengths and weaknesses. There you is go. that what you work out in? No, this is just a t-shirt. By the way, what are we doing? We need to properly introduce our guest, our friend from Hoist the Colors, Shirley. Uh, let's hit it. I go... I go, I go, I go, he's the one you know. I go, I go, I go, I go, I go, he's the boomer's bro. I go, I go, I go, I go. Alright, the number one account to follow when it comes to ECU football, according to Big Boomer, Stephen Igo, the one you know. Appreciate that, guys. That Big was, Boomers, uh, bro. I know that took a lot of time and effort, so uh, <laughs> sure, sure y'all spent all day in the studio. Uh, uh, it took us, I'd say, two to three <laughs> cuts to, to get that done. Thanks to uh, Shirley and Chandler for their support. Chandler with the... Uh, Who was the whose original idea was this? Uh, mine, I believe. Yeah. I walked in and you was like, we should do this like with Igo. Yeah. And, and then like, uh, Chandler did add the, we should do the. I had to remember, I was like, at the beginning, don't, doesn't one of them go, hi ho. Yeah. So, did that live up to the hype, Steven? It was better than the hype. <laughs> okay, Sweet. Yes. Wow. Great. Where to begin? I guess we need to begin with football because there's a couple of football related topics I want to hit on uh sean tucker by the way i go did a uh, interview with mike houston last week mike houston will join us monday on pirate radio live so we'll have a lot of uh things to discuss with him but you uh talked about a, a particular pirate with him uh sean tucker and today sean tucker enters the transfer portal uh but i go had some good quotes about that situation uh from his chat with mike houston where Mike Houston said last week, quote, we've challenged Sean Tucker. He's been in the program for multiple years. Time for him to push himself to get in the mix a little bit. He's got to be more consistent with his work ethic, more consistent with his toughness, more consistent with a positive attitude. And uh, apparently, I go, uh, when you read that, it sounds like this uh, could have been a mutual parting of the ways here, or maybe we're one-sided on ECU's end. I, I think, yeah, I lean more towards i don't know if it was a certain incident or what that led to him entering the portal but clearly he you know i don't think he was meeting the expectations um and based on those comments you can kind of take it as you know and being out spring practice he was not running with the two deep and as is that why you brought him up you kind of didn't see like where well, i didn't even talking? bring him up we just we went through position by position oh, okay. he he was going through every guy and he gotcha. was mentioned in the scholarship players and he you know talked about sean Tucker and he talked about a couple guys like that you know guys who have been in the program two three years like at some point you have to make that move where you go from maybe i don't want to say immature but you know you go from being a young guy who needs to mature to 
kind of a guy who shows up every day, puts the work in, put your head down, you know, practice through some some tough adversity, make sure you're on top of the playbook. Just the little things that lead to success in this program, as we've seen with so many players. You know, I compare him to a, a Demel Hickman, who Coach Houston and I have talked about multiple times earlier in his career when Coach Houston first got here. You know, probably a guy that you you wouldn't envision maybe seeing the field a ton. Well, instead, he put his work down, spent some time on the scout team, or put his head down, spent some time on the scout team, uh, worked his way up slowly, and now is in a position to earn a starting job, potentially. So, was I don't know if Warren Sable was ever in a doghouse, but I remember his name coming up to where he he turned into one of Coach Houston's favorite guys. And I don't know if it was that way in the beginning. Like yeah. Something kind of flipped with it. Well, I mean, anytime you have a coaching change, there's going to be that transition period, and guys can go one of two ways. So I think it took a, a, some time for a number of those guys to fully buy in. But, you know, Tucker was a Coach Houston recruit. He came in with the 2020 class. So Really highly touted, too. Yeah, right? he, was, he was highly recruited. You know, good athlete, pretty long for a cornerback, and, you know, pretty fast. He just, you know, when I was out there, never seemed to be, you know, on top of things as far as busting his tail, doing the little things that, you know, to me, make the difference in a Mike Houston-led program when you're competing with so many guys at the same position. Kind of concerning when you see that with the loss to Jaquan McMillan, who we'll talk about, landing with your Broncos, and you had Nolan Johnson enter the portal, right? So, yeah, DB's kind of down here, so... Well, I guess we'll get to your defensive depth chart another time whenever you put that out. But as of right now, Stephen, how are the Pirates looking there? And is that something they may add on before we get to the first game against NC State? I think you'll see at least one corner, if not two, added. Um, You know, you also have a situation where you got some preferred walk-ons who are already realistically ahead of guys like Tucker, Chalmers, and, and some other guys who have entered the portal. They could be placed on scholarships. So, you know, this coaching staff has shown that they're not afraid to, to give a guy who's a preferred walk-on and, and does things the right way um, and earns their way a scholarship. Like, Kerry King got a scholarship as a preferred walk-on. He might have a chance to start this fall, depending on what happens. So, I, I think, you know, you're a little concerned on the numbers. Uh, I do expect, you know, they're actually having a DB visit this weekend, which we've reported on Hoist the Colors. Um, I, I could see him being a, a take, and then you maybe have another guy. And so... But you feel pretty good with Malik Fleming coming back. Jawan Powell's been shifted to corner. You know, we, we know What's he's his got talent. Health, uh, deal? He'll be back for fall camp. So he, he missed it in the spring. Had to get a procedure done, but he should be back for fall. Um, Isaiah Brown-Murray is a true freshman who came in and, and did pretty well in spring practice. You got Siobhan Ravel, a Juco kid, coming in this summer. Um, you know, we mentioned Demel Hickman as a guy. So, you know, it's not like you're barren at that spot, but you do want to upgrade the depth if possible. All right, uh, great article on Hoist the Colors where Igo goes into detail about his projected ECU post-spring depth chart on the offensive side of the ball. We won't get into all the details, but we'll run over a few of these. And no surprises at quarterback or running back. I think we can skip over those, right, Stephen? Yeah, I mean, why not? Okay, thank you. Outside receiver, if you hadn't been paying attention and you – stopped watching and following pirate football last november you would not recognize basically any <laughs> names on this list well you got josiah hatfield you've heard of taji hudson at this point i'm an andre pegues fan so i know who that is and he's down on the list and uh you might know the name ray rose just from him coming in 
Uh, but at the top of that depth chart, you've got Isaiah Winstead, the transfer. Yeah, I just see him as a guy who's going to come in and, and start immediately. I mean, clearly he's got to come in and earn that that right. But I, I think talent-wise, size-wise, he's going to be your best receiver from day one. You know, I mentioned in the little blurb there, we don't know what C.J. Johnson, if he'll be back or not. So I, I did not include him on the depth chart. You know, if he's back, then clearly he's going to be in that mix too. But I expect all the transfers to be right at the top there. Jalen Johnson, another name. And you hope these guys are DJ Fords and not necessarily performance-wise, but being able to mix in with the the guys that are already in the locker room, being able to adjust and, and really fit in from day one. It's not, Mike Houston talked about DJ Ford immediately as great guy, He's one of us now. He's he's but a leader. Not all these transfers are that way, I go. Yeah, I mean, the, and, and realistically, was it? What are they bringing in right now? Double digit transfers. I mean, they're not going to hit on all of them. I can go ahead and tell you that right now. I mean, obviously, you hope so, but you know, I think you more or less flip a coin in many cases. Now, the thing I do like about Isaiah Winstead and also Jarrett Garner from Duke is you have familiarity with both those guys. You know. Raquan Boyette is Coach Garner, so he knows the type of player he's getting. Latrell Scott is Coach Winstead, so he knows the type of player he's getting. Jalen Johnson was here for spring ball. So I think you mitigate that to an extent with that position group. And, and, you know, let's be real, they got to hit on at least one or two of those guys. Otherwise, the receiver position is going to be in in pretty big trouble. There's a giant void left by Tyler Sneed at the inside receiver position. And a guy that was the spring darling in 2021, Kerry King, is at the top of the list right now, Stephen. Yeah, you know, I think he's still got some things to prove, but I like what I saw in the spring. I mean, he can move around a little bit, but I think his his profile fits better with slot. You know, the one guy that I projected at the top going in the spring was Macy O'Donnell, but he basically missed the entire spring. You know, the good thing about Maceo is even if he doesn't, practice like he did this spring he's a guy who's been in the program now four years he knows the offense like the coaches completely trust him to go in there run the right routes do the right assignments catch the football uh carries probably a little bit more explosive gives you some big playability but i think maceo is kind of a, a safety net so to speak there uh tyler savage on this list uh also is it jahari jari jari patterson yeah he's a transfer yeah, second year in the program from Marshall. We're just kind of waiting to see how is he going to develop. Um, he's another guy that has some things to prove. And, you know, the slot is going to be an interesting position because I think you'll see Ryan Jones and Shane Calhoun utilized there a lot as tight ends. Um, if right. CJ makes it back, I heard that he was getting some work in the slot early in the offseason kind of to give him some better matchups so he could be another candidate there. Hatfield can move into the slot. I mean, you got so many guys who can move around. Savage is kind of playing that hybrid tight end. Throw Keaton Mitchell out there? Keaton Mitchell, you can mess with him. I don't know if you want to mess with him so much, but yeah. uh, you just have a lot of options there, whereas in the past you could just – you knew that Tyler Sneed was going to be lining up there 99% of the time, which was a good thing in terms of production, but now you can almost mix and match so many personnel packages, drive a defense a little, little crazy. I'll call the running back room the – most talented room on offense uh tight ends might be a close second Stephen, with ryan jones shane calhoun aaron jarman d'angelo mckinney you just mentioned that we uh could see a lot of them especially jones right off the line uh lined up in the slot so uh but man they have built up that room and it's looking impressive right now yeah i mean you're a legitimate 
three deep for sure, and I think they expect McKinney to to be a blocking tight end, so four deep. And then we mentioned Savage, kind of like when I was out of practice, he would he would take some blocking drills there and, and switch back and forth between the receivers. So Savage is almost basically like a fifth tight end just in terms of numbers. But, um, yeah, I mean, that – you had Jeremy Lewis when you got here. If you're you were Coach Houston, and you had Anthony Watley, who you know at that point couldn't really catch. I think he had a broken hand or something. So and he never really panned out. So it's just it's night and day. I mean, you got two to me guys who could potentially play at the next level. Ryan Jones for sure, and then we'll see if Calhoun continues to develop. But I think both those guys are all conference caliber tight ends. Robert Matthews chiming in on Facebook Live says Lampley's going to be a beast. Uh, I know Jim Lampley, boxing announcer. Who is uh, Lampley? Is that, did I miss that? If you read hoistthecolors.net yesterday, there was an article on uh, J.D. Lampley, freshman defensive tackle. All right. It's going to be a beast. Going to be a beast, just like Coach Houston had a great trade on freshwater. I'll pull it up here in a second if you keep he, he didn't say he was a rocked-up guy, did he? He did not That's say he was rocked up like Rick DeBrew, but he did call him a joker. That joker. <laughs> he's a joker. He, he's a joker. That's now. high he, praise, right? Yeah, yeah. That means that Coach Houston's happy to talk about somebody. He's like that joker. That joker. Uh, he's he's a joker now. Like uh, the <clears throat> man, it's crazy to think Dave Nichols no longer with us. But how he I would know. call the good players dudes. Dudes. That guy's a dude. That guy's a joke. That joker. I like that. That's a good word. So uh, Mike Houston said, "I asked, you know, is there a chance he could play as a freshman, despite coming into a deep room." Uh, quote, there's no doubt that Joker is strong as all get out. He can play with leverage. He has a great motor and he's as tough as they come. I don't think you could be more pleased with this spring. All right. Time to uh, get excited as about J.D. Lampley. That Joker is a beast. All right. Left tackle. I hadn't looked at this offensive line yet. So while I go through it, I want to see I want to see some depth. I go. And when I look at left tackle, we don't have any all-world NFL first-round draft pick guys, but... I think you've got three here. If healthy, you feel comfortable in a game, right? You've got Stribling or look at Igo putting <laughs> or. ors on his depth chart. I mean, the new trend. Well, it's not new, but we're in uh, we're in May. We can't be handing out starting locks unless you've earned them. <laughs> All right, Come on now we got an or, and it's in bold. And another reason there's an or, uh, Bailey Malovic. We we don't. What is his health? Yeah, I right mean, now? both those guys behind Walt Stribling, uh, Bailey Malovic, and Rob Vanderlin are coming off injuries. Bailey Malovic has actually played more right tackle in the past. But I think with Noah Henderson kind of solidifying that spot, I think they would more than likely switch him to left tackle. Now, again, a lot of this is projecting what I think. But yeah, yeah. I, I think um, Stribling ran with the number ones a lot this spring, which kind of surprised me, uh, ahead of West Virginia transfer Parker Moore, who started at left tackle and then finished back at right tackle to, be, to end the spring. So you have multiple guys here. You know, Malovic can play right or left. Uh, Moore can play right or left. Stribling can probably play either. Vanderlin can probably play either. Noah's mainly been at right, so you probably leave him there. And then I think that it makes sense to move Malovic to left, potentially. All right, uh, left guard, I know one of these names, Nashad Strother. Uh, who are Ben Johnson and Richard Pierce? Ben Johnson is the, the grad transfer coming in from Maris. I expect that battle to come down to... Uh, Strother and Ben Johnson. Richard Pierce, strong as an ox, redshirt freshman. I think he'll be a guy in time. Center, Avery Jones returning. Keziah Everett, Mount Everett, came in as a defensive tackle from Farmville Central. Now, uh, it's amazing to think he's still listed as a sophomore. Seems like that was 
ages ago nice. we've been talking yeah. about him uh and then ethan long who lang is a true freshman yeah yeah ethan lang true freshman from img academy again another position there where avery is your unquestioned starter and then it's just who's going to be the backup and i don't know if because Everett will be the top backup but in terms of the depth chart if you kind of spread it out you know he, he makes sense there he worked there in the spring work on a snap and still got to continue to refine that but I think Isaiah Foote, Ben Johnson, either of those guys can step in and snap the football as as backup guards and centers. You know, whoever ends up being probably your top backup interior lineman will probably serve as your backup center if he can snap the football uh, in case of uh, Jones going out. All right, looking at another guard position, who is Justin Red? He is the transfer, All-American transfer from Norfolk State. Okay, and you expect him to come in and play right away? Yeah, I mean, if he comes in, and him and Isaiah Winsett are similar to me in that they are two guys who are pretty proven for their level, uh, motivated, and have a chance to uh, to make an impact. I was going to say... I was literally about to say, because we were getting to his name, and I was going to say our Maryland guy, Scott, has been talking about Isaiah Foote for years now. And one minute ago on Facebook Live, he says, how about foot? Foot, I tell you what, uh, if it wasn't for Justin Red, I would have Isaiah Foot as the starting right guard. I mean, he's had uh, a tremendous offseason. He ran with basically the ones all all year long in, in the spring, uh, all spring long. And so, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't rule it out that Isaiah Foot beats out Red, but I, I just think you're bringing in a senior All-American from the FCS level. You expect him to start. Now, Steve St. Clair has shown he's not going to be afraid to rotate linemen. So I expect Isaiah Foote to play this year. And like I said earlier, he could play center if needed. And Foote's only listed as a sophomore, yeah. too. So. He's a guy that I think both those backup guards, Foote and Jacob Sacra, have a bright future. All right, and uh, a healthy Noah Henderson at tackle this year? He's had a good spring. Protecting so. Holton's blind side? Yeah, I think, again, you're going to see his reps limited somewhat, but I think – Noah Henderson is your starting right tackle. He had a really good spring. Parker Moore, he started 10 games at West Virginia. I mean, if he's your backup right tackle going into the season, you feel pretty good if you have a essentially a backup Big 12 starter are, as your uh, number one reserve tackle. Are we really sitting here in May, I go, and saying, and it still could be an O-line position, but like the, the <laughs> biggest concern – for ECU's offense is the receiver room? Yes. I mean, that's what I think. Uh, what, if any? If any, in terms of? Uh, position do you think will be addressed, maybe some additions, before we get to September? So we talked about corners going to be one. Yeah, on offense. Um, You know, running back, I could see them adding maybe a, a backup running back because, you know, just talking with Coach Houston – Sounds like they're really challenging Pop McKay to take that next step. You know, he's another guy, second year in the program. Like the third spot is yours if you go out and earn it. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't prove, or you know, if he doesn't earn the coach's trust, then who is your number three option? And you definitely need three, especially how much they use the top two. Yeah, so. you don't, you only have two true freshmen behind Pop, so I could see them adding a older guy, kind of like they did last year with Lorenzo Door, even though he never ended up playing because. Keaton Mitchell and Roger Harris stayed healthy, but realistically, like you got to be pretty lucky to lucky to keep two backs healthy all year. So you can't really bank on that. And I think that's why you know I like this coaching staff is that they don't just say, "Hey, we got our top two guys at this position, we're good." Like they're right. going to add quality depth. They want to be three and four deep across the board. 
i i love a depth chart i go great article if you want to go read in detail what he had to say about the position groups and the players you can do that hoistthecolors.net uh next week defense tomorrow yeah why well, wait till next week let's do it tomorrow and uh we'll recap that with i go when he joins us next wednesday surely let's take a break we'll come back a little bit more with steven i go we'll look around ecu hoops and pirate baseball and what's going on in professional sports i saw I think the Mariners were already losing today, so I didn't turn. Should I turn that game on? Are you good? Uh, They lost 7-2. All right. Take a timeout. Come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. To get the business services that are right for your business today, contact the team of experienced local bankers at First Bank. The team includes bankers you can trust like Ashley Capps, Lee Watson, Bonner Latham, Chris Richards, Josh Hooten, and Heath Nesbitt. First uh, Bank, together with their customers, they are creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. First Bank on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. What are you talking about? <laughs> back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Hour 3 will make you a winner following this segment. And here on the show, we have winners, we have losers, we have no ties. Tie? No ties. Tie? Tie. Tie. I'm glad we brought that back. I'm glad somebody remembered. Was that you, CJ? Look at CJ. Tie? Look Tie? At Why can't you be more Tie? like CJ, Tie? 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 What do I need to do to be more like CJ? Come up with great ideas, add to the show. Oh, like I haven't done that before? <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Uh, I just like to challenge, you know, guys, make y'all both better. You know what I'm saying? Why would you want to try to start a war between us? I just told you why, to make you better. I don't Chandler, know that. you're great. I love you. I love you, too. And that. This, this oh, guy. I want y'all to get along, too. Steven, how are you doing over there? I thought you were leaving. No, he's got two, he does two segments. He used, to do, he used to do two days a week. Now he's down to two segments a week. All right, whatever. I take what I can get with all you guys. He's a great guest. He's a great well, he's a great kid. Packs the knowledge. You are the the best media personality for East Carolina athletics. And I hate that you didn't get the recognition you deserve. Now that's humbling. Are you uh you passing the crown? Yes. <laughs> Pass it In this fact, way. I love I'm gonna crown. come up with a big game boomer uh, <laughs> knockoff account and just start tweeting out like the complete opposite of whatever they do. It really is genius whoever yes. came up with this because it's not who you put on your list, it's who you leave off the list mm-hmm. to get everybody talking about it. It's a genius thing that they have done. It is the most meaningless thing in the world, but to it's crappy graphics. Yeah, your title means nothing. It doesn't. That's why to create content, it. to create attention and people talking. It really is a fantastic idea. In fact, I've thought about doing it with Pirate Radio and just uh, like tomorrow, we could do this. We could put out on our Pirate Radio account top 10 ECU football players of all time Jeff Blake, David Garrard, Dwayne Harris, Justin Hardy, Zay Jones. But it would get a lot of attention because people would say, oh, where's so and so? 
why don't y'all hate this guy right you screwed this guy over you know so it would be fantastic content i just think it's it's boring it's like i don't know i mean it's it's incredibly dumb like the 50 loudest stadiums ever in college football history and what like, do they know exactly yeah, it is a non it's, it's nothing like Akron up these there guys don't even know you i've never even spoken to them the only time i tweet about them is how dumb they are so. <laughs> i know i did as well and i got on that one guy's of the, list. the best yeah so, that guy's the best at east carolina although i would agree with big game boomer did it say best football or athletics uh I think it's the best media for each school, media personality for each school. They're not wrong with ECU. I, a couple ah. months ago, the Big Game Boomer account tweeted, like, the best account to follow for every S- FBS team. I didn't know the one that they tagged for ECU, so I looked him up. His header was a picture of Tennessee football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kind of surprise. <laughs> yeah. So, and probably Duke or Carolina basketball. So, anyway. Big Yankees fan too. I'm the best ECU basketball follow. You should start tweeting that out yourself. The best AAC basketball media personalities to follow. I'm gonna put that in my bio. <laughs> Self-proclaimed best basketball follow. And but I, I, I just want to know if they're monetizing or this opportunity or what are they doing? Yeah, there has to be some sort of end goal with this. How did it get started? Like it just kind of came out of thin air. I think they were just an Oklahoma <coughs> blog. And then they just started tweeting about stupid college football stuff, and now every like. And then it's also the deal where like, if you're a coach and they include you on your list, then you retweet it because they're for recruiting. Purposes. Oh sure, like yeah. Oh, best entrance in college football, ECU. You know. So, uh, pardon my pardon my <laughs> the take. Best Twenty five seconds in college football. Pardon my take is a podcast, and it's uh, it's owned by Barstool, but it's Big Cat and PFT Commenter and it is a sports show but it is a joke show also and they did draft grades and they do it like you should do it they make a complete joke out of it right they gave the jaguars an a plus i saw they give everybody an a plus or an f right there was like no in between (laughs) and the jaguars today tweeted out a graphic that they made uh of their draft grades and included (laughs) oh my god uh, barstool sports a plus love it draft grades report cards are in nfl.com cbs sports complex sports bleacher report nfl game day barstool sports a plus barstool's <laughs> at the top is a plus and it was a complete gag but oh it's like God. it's something you can use i guess yes look at us what that is, is so stupid come to, man it's just like yeah no substance yeah all style all hype I no mean, substance which? Big game boomer, A plus. <laughs> Hashtag BGB boy. Well, you can uh, add it to your resume, Igo. Congratulations yeah, yeah. on I've that. Been waiting on that. Can we hear the song one more time before Igo goes? Yes, but not in the middle of this segment. No, like before he goes. Yes. I go. Yeah, let's hear it right now. I go. I go. I go, I go, he's the one you know. I go, I go, I go, I go, I go, he's the boomers, bro. I go, I go, I go, I go. You know what we should do? We should make it longer every week. Yeah. I add one line a week. 
and we'll just keep going until Stephen really decides to walk out. We'll keep him. going until it takes up his whole segment. <laughs> uh, y'all, are, y'all are too lazy to do that. <laughs> All right. Challenge y'all right now. We're doing it. Uh, one line a week. Y'all right? might do it for like three weeks and y'all forget. By football season, it like will be the whole hour. <laughs> That's fine by me. Less talking. <laughs> All right. We got to remember to do this, okay? Okay. I got, I'm going to jot down something. Everybody keep a note. CJ. Shirley, please remind me to do this next week. Yeah, I definitely forget. I know. Um, that's what I'm scared of. It's not about doing it because uh, we can keep coming up. We line. We just gotta, and it's gotta. We gotta find things that rhyme with I go, which there's plenty of things that rhyme with go. So I think we we'll, we should be able to do it for another year or so and get this thing uh, get this thing. Rolling. I hope you're in for the long haul. That's right. Got Can't wait. To, got nowhere to be. Can't wait to see you at the Pirate Radio Party. It's gonna be fun this year. Yeah, yeah. Can't I'm, wait to see you there. I'm really excited about going. You gonna be there? Yeah, nothing else going on that night. Cool. Except a concert in Charlotte. What? Who are you going to go see instead of hanging out with your best friends at Pirate Radio? Uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. The Red Hot Chili Peppers. What's your favorite? The best media outlet or personality at East Carolina is not going to be at the Pirate Radio kickoff party. Huh. Hey, take note of that, big game boomer. <laughs> What's your favorite R... HCP song. RHCP. Um, sounds like God. Just, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I love Give It Away, but I can't. Probably Under the Bridge, just away, away. for how classic it is. Yeah. I mean, same album, but um, I don't know. I just love Under the Bridge. You know how you connect songs to moments in time? Mm-hmm. So Under the Bridge came out. <clears throat> I went to a Braves game. My grandparents' neighbors were uh, also Braves fans had family in southern south carolina and i went with them to stay with them in south carolina and then eventually go see the braves play the padres when they had gary sheffield and fred mcgriff this was like early 90s and they had a granddaughter or niece named ellen who was (laughs) i think in college and i was riding in her car and she had I, it was either on the radio all the time or cassette tape but i just remember her playing it on repeat that is a cool <laughs> does anybody story. really care does anyone really does care? anyone really care <laughs> oh man and i saw the braves play the dodgers and the padres i was hoping like there would be a good delivery with that but there's not it's not a good story we listen to the song in her you, car you met, that's you, it <laughs> You acted like it was a great moment in time. It took you a long time to get to Ellen. Was and Ellen really hot or something? Or? No. No? She was not that attractive from what I remember. And at that age, I don't know if I looked at females in that way. I got a new celebrity crush to tell uh, Zach, uh, Ryder Giles about, though. Who? The uh, girl in Ted Lasso. Who is it? Mm. The girl in Ted Lasso? Yeah. She is my new celebrity crush. I gotta uh, go... Uh, Mika Kelly, Friday Night Lights, growing up, man. I used to love that show. Which one was she? She was uh, Lila Garrity. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, this girl's name is Juno Temple, and her character in uh, Ted Lasso is, uh, she looks like that through most of the show. But I love her character and her huh. whole thing she's got going. Look up Sydney Sweeney from... Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sydney Sweeney. Oh my God. Met Gala? Nah, she might. Or just be wearing, a regular she, picture. She might be wearing a weird 
what's she been she is in euphoria uh, <laughs> buddy <laughs> she's a she's, she is i don't want to sound sexist so i'm just gonna leave it at that sexist all right uh i go if you could be an animal what animal would you be uh bat <laughs> all right good call uh if you could go to one concert dead or alive wow uh so you've seen I've been some, to a lot of concerts. some great bands yeah oh i have a question for you too you just this is a very question. personal question because you mentioned RHCP sounding like a drug. Is that what you said? I'd Have probably... You, uh, do you want me to I'm, answer this question? No, nah, I got one before that. You've okay. been to all these concerts yes. where everybody around you is like taking all these drugs. drugs. Yes. Have you taken drugs at a concert? Firsthand? No. I actually... You've got secondhand drug I've, use? Oh, yeah. Plenty of re- recreational uh, marijuana. You live a That's very... Best use? You live a very clean lifestyle. Fair yes. to say? Yeah, I try to at least. Yeah. All right uh what's your concert answer nirvana yeah okay somebody uh said that i think that was on social media somebody said that how many third graders cj think, apparently said it how many third graders do you think you could beat up probably about six okay uh favorite flavor sunflower seed i'm not a sunflower seed guy i'm more of a bubble gum guy if i'm playing baseball favorite type of gum double bubble man fresh favorite. it's gotta be fresh though not like rock hard double bubble which it becomes over time is that just the original bubblegum flavor the double bubble or yeah, is there yeah, a flavor yeah. okay. well you can do like right. lime double bubble but yeah. I'm going bubblegum I have a question for you bubblegum bubblegum in a dish how many pieces do you wish <laughs> right, I'm not going to answer that <laughs> that's a great question how many pieces of bubblegum why are you refusing to answer that question so, I'm a dork <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out how many pieces of bubblegum I want I wonder what the most uh, pieces of bubble gum you've had at once. Because as a kid, did you like try oh, to yeah. get all you could? Yeah. Probably like, I mean, really double bubble, probably eight. But if you go more than that, you're going to develop like lockjaw or something. The things we used to do like on the bus to make our friends laugh. What'd you do? <laughs> uh, stuff I probably can't repeat on the air. All right. Me and uh, my friend would sing Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. Thought we were cool. <laughs> we weren't we were not but anyway steven thanks for joining us i'm ready for more questions man. mariners stink what the broncos do in the draft uh, i mean got russell wilson okay uh did you ask him the hot dog question hot dog sandwich I mean, it's hot dog hot dog's a hot dog it's no. not a sandwich correct no cool. need to ask him. i knew i go that's hey let's stop let's stop there stop the count all right uh thanks for joining us steven check out hoistacolors.net uh you got your defense depth chart coming out anything else to be on the lookout for uh we you know continuing to cover baseball we're gonna have a podcast up tomorrow on kind of what ecu needs to do to get an at-large bid uh jonathan wagner will join me and we'll just talk about yeah wags uh we'll talk about what the scenarios are does ecu need to win out you know i'm thinking maybe nine and two eight and three minimum there's not much margin for error as far as getting at large yeah i'm glad they're still in that conversation i'd wrote it off but if they do go what'd you say so there's 11 left 11 yeah, left. two midweek so nine and two make it to the aac championship feel pretty decent yeah i think if you do that you feel pretty good now a lot of it of course depends on the teams around you as well i know and not the best uh competition left all right uh thanks for joining us Shirley. let's open up the booty bag Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty.
booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, 317-1250. What are we giving away, Shirley? Um, I'm going to give away a $15 gift card to Wings Over Greenville. Yes, sir. What caller, Shirley? I'm going to go with caller 12. All right, cut this music, hit Igo music, and we'll take a break, come back, I go. and have our winner after this. I go. I go. I go. He's the one you know. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Congratulations to Drew Beecham of Greenville. Walked away with a $15 gift card to Wings Over Greenville. If you're looking for wings to be delivered to your home, Wings Over has you covered with no third-party needed. Wings Over Greenville has its own in-house delivery service. And be sure to try the all-new Tender Sandwiches by ordering ahead on the Wings Over mobile app. Of course, graduation coming up. If you're looking to uh, have something for your big graduation party, give them a call. They are open until 3 a.m. on Friday and Saturdays. You can give them a call at 758-9464. Wings Over Greenville, they deliver. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. I am a uh, traditional wings guy, if I had the choice, but love the giant boneless wings. They're basically giant tenders yeah. from Wings Over. The honey barbecue is my favorite. Honey barbecue, spicy garlic. Garlic parm is really good. Oh, the dry rub? Um, yes. Yes. Yes? Yes. Okay. Ty? Ty? Hi. Ty? Hi. Ty? Dry. Dry? <laughs> dry? Hi? Dry? I like uh, I like a dry rub. I'm more of a saucy guy. I like it saucy. You look a little salty. Give it to me saucy. And uh, I am on Team Shirley when it comes to the garlic parm fries. They Waffle are fries. Mm. Ooh, awesome. Wee. Awesome. They good. Check them They're out. Their loaded tots are good too. Check them out at Wings Over Greenville. Looking forward to tonight. Um, I have uh, been off my trivia game a little bit because the little bit. two out of the last three weeks we have had guest hosts, so it's nice to be, nice to be back in the saddle. And uh, not a ton of gimmicks tonight. It's your. It's pretty straightforward. How much do you know about sports? Okay. And uh, I'm just going to give it to you. Give it to me. And see uh, see how you guys and gals do. Coming up tonight at 8 o'clock, the puck will drop in Raleigh uh, just over an hour from now as the Carolina Hurricanes take on the Boston Bruins game two of that series at PNC Arena. Canes lead that series one game to none. Let's go down to Mike. Let's go down to Mike Maniscalco. Let's go. Mike. Let's go down to Mike. I gotta tell you, is Mike uh, even on the call? CJ, are you? You watch everything. In fact, uh, it was Ryan Robinson who came by at one baseball game. The way the uh, press box is set up, there's like two rows, 
and i'm on the second row kind of elevated cj is a little below on the first row right by the window and ryan robinson came by and he was like that kid that kid's always got a game on yeah i love ryan talking about uh you cj Mm -hmm. because on your laptop whatever else is going on in the world of sports during an ecu baseball game you have it on your laptop and so you watch basketball obviously football soccer you were just watching a soccer game reacting to it a moment ago uh where do you stand on hockey um i i mean i enjoy hockey uh but i definitely enjoy it a lot more live there's a lot there's a couple sports where i enjoy it significantly more if i'm there live and hockey's one of them like hockey and baseball sit up there for me (laughs) how much have you watched hockey so they made the move this year to turner and espn right as opposed to fox sports which then turned to valley sports and nbc in years past how much have you watched the espn product this year um a little bit i watched a pretty good amount at the start of the season and honestly trailed off i do that pretty often with hockey i gotta say uh I was not impressed with the announcers or presentation on uh, Wednesday, Monday night. I really, I really always liked it on NBC. And I like the voice of Sean McDonough. Uh, he's good at calling games, mm-hmm. but he sounded like I sound right now, extremely bored. Yeah, you got to put some energy into it, especially when you can. It's no Doc Emmerich. It's no John Forslund. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that. Yeah, and the what do you call him side? ice reporter yeah i guess so as redbeard put it she looked like she was being held hostage which i agree with that and it was kind of awkward and her earpiece fell out while she was talking and the whole thing it was it was my first taste of hockey back on espn which i remember it being there as a kid Uh, it was my first taste of that coming back and it was not a pleasant taste You've got to match the energy of the crowd, especially when you're like, when you can hear the crowd like right behind you. And there's not a lot of people that I've seen that do that uh, as far as hockey goes. So maybe it was a, a one off and, and I'll enjoy it more, but was not impressed uh, with ESPN's coverage of the Stanley Cup playoff. Yeah. And kind of missed those traditional voices that I was used to. Yeah. It was probably that. I wanted to, all right, it's hot. I'm turning hockey on. It's playoffs. It's like that old shoe. And that old shoe was Doc Emmerich, John Forslund, those guys. I will say one of the reasons that I don't watch hockey probably as much as I should is because pretty much the entire season lines up almost directly with the NBA. And I don't sacrifice any sport for the NBA. Also, hockey, when you're in the playoffs, and it's probably not this case across the board. It's not uniform. But it almost feels like everything is so even that like the the playoffs are almost impossible to pick right yeah no that's how i feel as well i watch like uh like to close the season the new york or yeah the rangers they were so much so much better than the penguins it seemed like um and they they stormed far ahead of the penguins the past couple months or the last couple months of the season uh so i went into this series not expecting a whole lot and then here comes here comes the penguins not only uh getting a win but just outlasting a marathon with your third string uh goaltender back there i mean i was impressed and oh yeah that was uh, a wild one last night right yeah evgeny malkin uh finds the redirect for the game-winning goal impressive stuff all right there's your hockey report chandler you good 
I'm ready for some cane talking tonight at 7 o'clock. AJ McMurphy's. Taking and there's quite a few, sorry, there's quite a few Hurricanes fans that will be there, right? Ruined it. We had a great... I'll do it again. I'm ready for some Canes hockey tonight, 7 o'clock. There's quite eight. a few fans that will be there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, there will be some Caniacs there. Probably not Davis. My name's not Davis. <laughs> He'll probably be at the game. We'll probably see him on TV. Uh, but, yeah, there'll be some Caniacs there, and I will be one of the bandwagon Caniacs there. And uh, I like to get on the mic and go, let's go, we have a oh by the way coming up tomorrow on the show Kane's PA announcer Wade Minter will join us to let's get out of Wade talk Kane's hockey <laughs> let's take a timeout come back we'll wrap up Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It was a good day for the stock market. The Dow was up 932 points and closed at 34,061. The NASDAQ was ahead 401 and closed at 12,964. And the S&P was ahead 124 points and closed out at 4,300. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back to the show. Here's Cliff. All right, wrapping it up here on a Wednesday. We're back with you on Thursday's edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll go inside the anger management Rage, rage. We'll be raging about some things in the world of sports and life. Brandon Manning will join us to talk some Pirate Baseball. The Farm Bureau ECU Baseball Recap. No midweek game to recap this week, but talk about last weekend, this upcoming weekend, and where the Pirates stand right now. Also, Wade Minter, the PA announcer from the Carolina Hurricanes, will join us to recap game two and talk about the Stanley Cup playoffs. So that and a lot more on the way. Coming up Thursday, 3 o'clock on Pirate Radio Live for the Chan Man, content junkie. And Mama Sheryls, I am Clip Rock. We'll see you Thursday at 3. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.